0: Sirius (laughs) XL. Howard Stern
1: on today's
2: show
3: soft as an easy chair
1: for the
2: first time Howard sits down with singer actress
1: and EGOT winner hello gorgeous Barbara Streisand
3: don't bring around a
0: fascinating woman.
4: Of course she is. She's Barbara Streisand. Yeah.
0: Howard Stern and Barbara Streisand. How about that,
3: huh?
0: And now my music. Uh, Here I am in the studio with Rob Zombie, our hit song, Great American Nightmare. Almost hear me. I gotta get back in the studio with that boy. We need a follow-up. The world you're finally
4: it. ready to really let it go and sing.
0: Well, I was thinking Barber Streisand sold some ridiculous number of albums. I wanna say hundred sixty-two million or 182 million some fucking crazy wow. number yeah I don't know uh Robin it's time for my nap so you'll excuse me
4: <laughs> What time did you get yeah. up
0: Um she oh my god she sold over 245 million albums
4: You you are shortchanging her 245 yeah. million
0: it's Unbelievable Unbelievable career and I must say, I'm somewhat intimidated speaking with her because it's insane to have that kind of success in music and then film. I mean, not even like one hit movie, but like a, at least a dozen hit movies, maybe more. And But then, not uh, only
4: is she in the movies.
0: And then directed...
4: Directing, yeah. she also wrote songs. Howard, she collaborated yeah. with uh, songwriters uh, and wrote songs.
0: Yeah, she thing. wrote Evergreen. Yeah, with uh, Paul Williams, he did the lyrics, she did the music. Hey, anyway, but uh, we'll, I'm going to be talking to Barbara Streisand in, a, in under an hour. But uh, yeah, 245 million albums. What a fucking accomplishment! That is insane. So yeah, I'm 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 so curious about her life, and like I said, I've been listening to the book.
4: How does far a good did job. You Are you uh, uh, past thirteen hours now?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like hour. Well, uh, let's see. I've done. I think I'm on chapter fifteen. They didn't give me the book that quickly. I, I would have been done with it, but uh, they they got it to me late. Mm. I kept saying, you know, I need the book. I need the book. Then they sent me the audio book, but it's tops. The audio book comes out today, but up until then, it would be like highly sensitive. You cannot, you know, they, they were so Where nervous did about me. Where they think
4: you were going to take that
0: audio book? <laughs> I don't know. They think I'm going to steal it. So I, I <laughs> they sent me the book in, in Dropbox, uh-huh. but each chapter broken down into various files, and every time I listened, if I paused it, it would go to another place in the book. Oh. And I I was tearing my hair out. I was going insane. I go, they're making this very difficult for me. (laughs) You understand? Uh, But um, anyway, it's a terrific book. She actually, I, I will compliment her because I'm very aware of when people read, how well they read. And she enunciates every word perfectly. And she doesn't have, like a sloppy mouth she like she it's articulate and dry
4: well she is an actress she took acting yeah
0: reasons. yeah she's she good
4: actually sought out lee strasberg and you know yeah but went up but to lee him would, and
0: started talking to him yeah but nothing happened lee uh, wouldn't take her on as a student anyway <laughs> well
4: that was his failing but
0: uh she tried yeah excuse me robin oh look it's uh, Joe Pesci, the famous actor from uh, Goodfellas. And hey, Joe.
5: Howard, you motherfucker. You better treat Miss Streisand good, Howard. She's a fucking <laughs> national treasure. I'll feed Whoa. your own gonads if you don't feed- treat her as much. Your nuts will be singing the way we were in your colon. Don't you rain on her parade, Howard?
0: Are you good wow. friends with her? I would imagine uh, you've met her. and uh, yeah, I that's have very why-
5: good friends with her, Howard. We are yeah. more than friends. And, and let me tell you this. I know how to treat a woman, Howard, unlike you. I know how to treat someone. You take her out to dinner, and then you get on a stepping stool, and you eat her out. That's what you do. That's how you treat a woman. Come on. Yeah,
0: Bing, listen, Joe. Pow. I don't know. Joe, I will be. Did respectful. Joe
5: make
4: it into the book? If he's such a good friend,
0: <laughs> he's a very good friend. I, I'm I, a
5: very good friend.
0: I didn't <laughs> see your name in that book. I I saw Marlon Brando. Oh,
5: keep reading, Howard. You better fucking keep reading. I'll climb no. up you like a fucking pole and rip your ears <laughs> off your fucking head, you motherfucker. You better well, treat her right, Howard.
0: I'm gonna try. Listen, uh, you know, I I, I must tell you, I'm. Uh, I am I'm mental ve-
5: for gentle, Howard.
0: Yeah, Mental you certainly sure are. Okay. Mental for yentl. All right. Peter, Peter,
5: I'll break your kneecaps.
0: All right, you don't Joe.
5: want me to break those kneecaps of yours. i hey, my Joe. little hammers out like the Keebler elves.
0: What was it like working with Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro on all those films? Because you were terrific in those movies.
5: Oh, it was fantastic. You know what? They're good guys. They're really good guys, but they treat me like I'm a fucking little baby sometimes.
0: Right. They, 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 you're, they, because you're small?
5: You know what? They they have a problem with people of my size. Can you believe this? They have a problem with people of my stature. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they would. De Niro would put me in a stroller and he would take me around. They say, "What the fuck are you doing, you motherfucker? I'm not your little he's, baby."
0: He's trying. He's trying to be funny. All right. All right, Joe. I'll be respectful. Don't you worry about it. I, I hear you loud and clear. I'll okay? be
5: respectful, Howard.
0: All right. Thank you. There he is, Joe Pesci. Anyway, uh, before we get to Barbara Streisand, who is sand, who has done so much with her life that the rest of you should be embarrassed. I mean, the rest uh, of you. Yeah, the rest of you. All of you. <laughs> all of us. I'm, I'm, I mean, I was like, I thought I had done a lot with my life. I, I haven't done shit. I put out one movie and um, I can't sing that's pretty obvious from my work with rob zombie you see he kind of edited me out in that song but uh you know what i was blown out i i, I again i should, all right this is the last thing i'm going to say about barbara streisand because okay. i'm going to be talking to her but she did a duet with jamie fox and this guy jamie fox what a fucking talent this guy is. I mean, I I was watching the video of her and Jamie Foxx singing. That son of a bitch can sing. I mean, he's singing he's, alongside. He's quite
4: Bo- a musician.
0: Well, I mean, I thought he was kind con- of, I didn't realize. I mean, the guy's funny. He's great in movies. He's an unbelievable mimic. Like, he can do impressions of people like, like that. Even does a great Trump like it's insane the amount of stuff this guy can do how is his health by the way wasn't he supposedly like i
4: i think he's back working but nobody has ever really talked about what actually happened to him what was wrong and you know uh where he is but uh i think he's he's back at work
0: now well but quietly I gotta play you this. So I'm so I'm watching the video. Jamie Foxx walks into the studio with Barbara Streisand and he's like Hey, she she like like she was like, Hey, I don't know what she was saying exactly. Like, hey, I'm a little nervous She goes, he goes, You're Barbara Streisand, what are you talking about? You know, and then he's giving her a pep talk and then they're doing this song and I'm like, is this sound coming out of Jamie Foxx? Can this guy sing too to that level? Yeah. And sure enough, let me see if I got this Hey 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 dudes, can you put that up? Hmm. I, I don't think see he it.
4: plays piano. I think
0: he's yeah, yeah. very musical. But he's another one of these super talented guys. Like it's insane. I oh, hear this. This is a climb every I wanted
6: mountain. to sing with Jamie Foxx because he just has a fantastic voice.
0: Well, cut out all this bullshit. Go right to the song. Hmm. All right. It's not happening. Sorry. It says not up yet. Okay. Oh. Well, maybe I'll play it for her. But it's pretty insane. I mean, that guy is something. And I remember when he was on our show, he was, like, really endlessly entertaining, but... uh he's something else
4: naturally funny yeah
0: you know jamie fox
4: all those things
0: jamie fox was hospitalized with unspecified medical emergency in april but posted a message to fans in august saying he was already on his way to recovery i don't know what happened to him but
4: yeah i've heard lots of different little rumors about you know him having to Mm. go to rehab and all kinds of things oh not not drug rehab like rehabilitation where they you know, work with yeah. you muscularly to get you back to mobility. But who knows? I mean, because yeah. there's nobody really talking from inside the camp.
0: Musculature. Yeah, yeah they work on your musculature. Musculature. <laughs> and it's that kind of rehab.
4: Thank you, George.
0: Yeah. Anyway He um, has
4: a very very beautiful daughter, by the way, and they're gonna be doing a show together. Oh, is so that right? I understand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The guys gave me this article. You got to see the pictures, but I'm not even going to get into it. But you know, uh, Olivia Jade and yes, Laurie Laughlin. <laughs> they're doing a new ad campaign for Steve Madden shoes called the perfect pair. And, uh, I think they're kind of like. I don't know. It just seems like you know they, they had that whole scandal with cheating to get into college, and now everything's fine. Everything in everything in America feels like it's falling apart to me. Like nothing matters anymore. But
4: well, Steve Madden has mm. to believe in redemption.
0: Yeah, he does. Right? He had his own troubles. <laughs> Did he? I don't even know about yeah. that, and I don't want to know about it. I don't. I don't even know well, this guy. Well,
4: yeah, I think oh. if you go back and watch The Wolf of Wall Street, you'll see a character called Steve Madden in it.
0: Oh, the shoe guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know that. Never heard about that. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about a lot of stuff these days because I'm not <laughs> watching the news anymore. You gotta hear this. I don't watch the news anymore. I stopped. I couldn't take it.
4: I, I wondered I can't, because last night I I sort of do a little round robin uh of different channels and I yeah. you know landed on MSNBC and I was like, Is Howard really not watching?
0: I'm not watching. I like watching the Trump news. Then I, then I saw the guy up on uh, four different trials is winning. He's winning in an election against Biden. He doesn't even have to show
4: up for debates because he doesn't need those other people.
0: Is anybody watching the fraud trial? (laughs) I mean, you're really (laughs) comfortable with that? And then, and then I, uh, I put on the news and uh, the news out of Israel gets me so upset that I can't watch it. I, I, you know, my feelings about it. I've stated it already. I don't like, uh, I just I can't handle any of this shit. So I'm like I'm not watching the news. I'm becoming one of those I'm so fucked up not watching the news. i voted in every election. I always vote. And I didn't even realize there was an election today going on in New York. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't get a um I I am completely you didn't unprepared. Didn't get your ballot? Nope. Did you? Yes, of course. Well, I'm Why didn't you tell they me?
4: Send- Oh I, I, well, I live in another state, me, and and I only uh, know what's going on on in this state. Not everybody's having a general well, election today. They
0: didn't send me anything. They didn't send me a notice. I mean, I'm still taking blame, but I, I'm telling you, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm living in a bubble now. I'm not paying attention to the news. Well,
4: you're you registered as an independent, yes? Yeah. So there is nobody who's going to uh notify oh. you cuz these parties do that. Oh, I see. But you can be on something called voter.org and they that's how I get notified. Voters that voter.org is always telling me about the elections in my jurisdiction.
0: Got to tell you though that Olivia Jade is really hot.
4: She's gotten hotter. I mean, you know, Yeah, it's been a she few did. Years.
0: Since the scandal she got hotter. She's she's on there and on her website making a salad. And uh, she's in a um, ninety, like really. With the belly, the belly's showing, and a bra top. I mean, it's fucking. Crazy. And then,
4: what time of day does she eat salad?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Is selfies she going of her to bed in a
4: or something. Yeah.
0: Selfies of her in a bikini that are really hot. I mean, she's yeah. hot, you know. And I'm I'm a sucker for that, so I'm willing to forgive everything. What can I tell you? The fans have written in, and uh many fans are very excited that I'll be talking to Barbara Streisand. They are eagerly yeah? anticipating this um uh, oh, no. howard barbara streisand's on the show i'm going to cry she's my all-time fave i know it'll be great uh the barbara interview should be really interesting 60 years in the industry you know she has some great stories this is a big deal good luck uh 2023 is going down in stern show history as the year of a-list super bookings paul simon keith richards and now barbara streisand can't wait for tomorrow's show i'll tell you uh i wonder if you know one of the things I was struck by when I was reading Barbara Streisand's book is how many fucking people she knows. Like she, you know, she's a recluse kind of, but yet she knows everybody, like hung with Marlon Brando, Frank Sinatra. She, you know, but I wonder, like, did she know Paul Simon? I um, don't I'm, know. Yeah.
4: But you know, Howard, remember she for a while was running around with, uh, Andre Agassiz, the yeah,
0: tennis no, player.
4: She, She'd well, uh, show up at the tennis matches.
0: Well, it seems like every every dude she meets falls in love with her. It's unfucking believable Really? Yeah, it, it's an unbelievable thing. Like, she was, like, married to Elliot Gould, and then she's in the first play Funny Girl. It's her first big show. Yeah. And uh, she co-stars with um, Charlie Chaplin's son. Two seconds later, he's in love with her. Then, like, Don Johnson's in love with her. Uh really? James Brolin of course fell in love with her. Elliot of Gould course. was in a play with her. First play fell in love with her. Uh all these dudes they just want to fuck Barbara Streisand. And uh you know she was like, "Hey, why not?" Omar Sharif I think, I, maybe Warren Beatty, I got to ask her about Marlon Brando because it's not there was some very, they were very close, but I mean I mean it's unbelievable. You know Unbelievable. I, 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 I'm fascinated
4: fall. by that because I thought that Marlon was a very
0: peculiar person. I did too, but you'll see. Howard, Streisand, 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 however you say it, I'm all in for the interview. Looking forward to this sit-down between two legends. Yes. You both deserve a big bowl of ice cream. You're not kidding. Um, Mary Ann from Brooklyn is so excited for Barbara's appearance. She did send us a recording of herself singing "Memories." Oh, I gotta say, it's very good. Uh, I loved it. Here you go.
5: Midnight, not a sound from the pavement, and the moon was her man.
0: By the way, it's a cappella. Very difficult.
5: She is smiling alone in the lamplight. The withered leaves collect at my feet. <laughs> and the wind what are you laughing about? begins to
0: moan. <laughs> Memory! We're calling her uh, Barbara Stry Sandpaper. Barbara <laughs> yes. well, yeah. you
3: know, so the
5: Sandpaper. <laughs> good moniker for her.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, I like it, but Robin, Robin doesn't like it, I guess. Ah.
5: Uh, uh, Howard, good morning at 10 a.m. I am so excited. Barbara (sighs) Streisand lived such a beautiful life, and I, too, feel like the biggest loser on the planet. But her sex appeal, her talent. Oh, Howard, did you see her beautiful closet, Robin, on CBS Sunday morning and all her child keys and her
0: beautiful doll? With Dale King. Yeah, I saw that.
5: Oh, Howard, her dolls, her clothes. All
0: right, enough.
4: Uh, Let me ask you something. Maybe you know. Did she really clone her dog?
0: Two of her dogs. Well, two of her two. dogs are from a, an original clone, yeah. Yeah, she wow. did. She's This book is 992 pages. I mean, it covers everything. Anyway. Um,
4: I thought that was a rumor, uh, like one of those urban legends.
0: Let me read you the rest of this stuff. Sal the Psychic with Jeff Probst. Oh. Uh, the audience was not won over by Sal or his psychic abilities. I did play some clips of Sal actually giving a reading to Jeff Probst from Survivor, and uh, Howard Sal is not a psychic.
4: Calling for it,
0: (laughs) he was being kind. Sal is not a psychic; he's a con man. By the way, Sal had a strange reaction yesterday. Sal is now claiming he is no longer available to us to do psychic readings.
4: And Sal's Um, never denied us anything. No, what's going on?
0: I don't know. Sal, were you really offended by yesterday's show? I'd like to know because I got word afterwards you were like, that's it. You threw your hands up in the air. You said, I'm not contributing my gift to the show. Is that right? No,
2: that's a misunderstanding. Jesus, I'm sorry. That's a misunderstanding, Howard. What,
0: is everybody <laughs> I, off their game today because of the uh, difference you know, this time helped, schedule? Yes,
2: yes. I, I prefer getting up much earlier. Um, what I did say, Howard, is I felt that you have absolutely no interest in my psychic reading, so I will not bother you or no, the audience with you, it anymore.
0: Let me, let me state my feelings. Okay. I believe you have zero psychic abilities, and I take endless pleasure in exposing your okay. charlatanism. I, can't. How oh, did you I get
4: the idea that I wasn't interested in it.
0: Uh, well, maybe by calling me an idiot every time I do a reading. <laughs> well, because, first of all, <laughs> what's funny about the bit is you really truly believe you're in touch with something in the beyond, and you're not. Yes, I don't deny um, that. I don't deny that. But what's so beautiful about it is you are no more talented than the people who actually charge money for psychic readings. Psychic readings are horseshit. Everyone's full of shit. There is no beyond, and there is no way you get in touch with it.
4: You're not charging you... money to, uh, uh,
0: no, he's anybody, not. Oh, are Robin. Okay.
4: People no, have been reaching know... out to me, though, to see if Sal would do readings on them. Like, Who's I've out? denied everyone. Just people on social
2: media. They're blown away by Sal's ability. I haven't reached back to them, but Sal truly has a gift. He's getting better and better after every reading. <laughs> and
0: he I mean, I think Let he could please. save a lot of people across <laughs> across the world. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me tell you something. Sal has no powers. <laughs> Sal has no extraordinary abilities, quite frankly.
7: And not in any neither
0: <laughs> but not just to pick on Sal. Please stay away from people who say they have psychic abilities. Don't be so gullible. Don't be so fucking stupid. The only reason I put Sal on is to show you how stupid the whole thing is, and I'll continue to put Sal. Sal, you have to do more psychic readings. Whatever you want, boss. We love your readings.
4: Okay, I have a lot. I have a lot planned. I have a lot of people who are interested, and Sal will help everyone connect to anything they need to connect with.
0: Well, listen to the rest of the mail um sal got so much wrong uh other than kansas everything else was very vague or wrong what's wrong with jeff Propes that he bought into (laughs) sal even a little bit doesn't he know about sal sal's a nut job um did you ever hear the phrase a little bird told me maybe that's how sal is getting all this info on jeff Propes, maybe one of the birds that visit sal in the back, in the background there in his backyard. Um, anyway, so Sal told us he is retiring from doing psychic readings on the show, but I am now, uh, forcing him to do more psychic readings because we need <laughs> to hear this kind of quackery. Thank you. you need to Thank you.
4: monitor your progress as you get better at this.
2: Thank you. Well, Sal. Speaking of, speaking of progress, beautiful Robin, yesterday after the psychic reading, guess what? I found a dime. A dime was there and I think that dime is validation that my reading is good, that my spirit guides <laughs>
0: are with me. Now and, go away. Okay. Right. Nobody wants uh, thank nobody you, wants Howard, to hear Sal That's Grow about psychically. That thank is you.
4: about what your readings are worth, Sal, a dime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're generous. <All>
4: right.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh Yeah, this is such a weird time to be doing a show. Well, I don't know uh how you manage your morning, but uh you know, I am so regimented. I got up at uh five like I normally do. So now by now I'm you know, I'm pretty beat. You're but, ready to uh,
4: wind down, yeah.
0: Ready to wind up. So I went for a walk with my wife. I uh talked on the phone to John Hine for an hour and a half about uh Barbara Streisand. And hey, uh nine. yeah, my last couple of days have been just Barbara Streisand and and that's it. Even when my kids What are you going to do go,
4: when when we're done with this interview?
0: I don't you'll know have all
4: this empty time.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have free time. Well, today I don't have any free time because oh, that's true. I gotta. I don't know how I'm going to work my day here. I gotta. See, this is the shit that fucks me up. I'm. Uh, let's say we're done with the show around one o'clock, then I got to go up and eat some lunch because I'm going to want to take a nap. But I got to take a quick nap cuz I got to get into you, you the city. You got
4: to get on on the road early or you're going to be stuck in traffic.
0: Well, I'm leaving my house in the height of rush hour because oh. I want to have some dinner before I leave. Jeez. And then I'm coming into the city because they got this fucking I don't still know exactly what it is some event Sirius XM is throwing and I'm I've agreed to be there. Because I want to be a team player. Because I love the company. I like the people who work here, and it's a very rare thing for me. I don't think I've ever worked anywhere where I liked any of the people I worked for, for the most part. I mean, here and there I like, like Mel Karmazin, and you know, I like people, but I don't, everything was just agita. This place we is had nice. A,
4: we had a long history of not being around people that liked us.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's very rare to work somewhere where they basically say, we think you're doing a good job. Well, be supportive. Tell us what you need. That's the attitude SiriusXM gives us. And it's refreshing, quite frankly. In fact, it's a little freaky. But uh, <laughs> I'm used to people being at war with everyone. And, and these people... You know, upper management here, very delightful, honestly. I mean, do we have our differences once in a while? Like, yeah, maybe, but not really. I mean, I can't even point out anything. I mean, I mean, yeah, one time I thought they owed me some money and I went to court, but the court threw out my lawsuit immediately, which was <laughs> really weird. But other than that, it's been pretty smooth going. And, uh, but we had a,
4: a experiences where we were hiding. Yeah, from the people who ran the yeah. company we worked for, like we yeah, would we hide used to under hide desks and or
0: <laughs> sneak to our office, <laughs> or we'd be doing a show and I had to lock the doors so the lawyers couldn't get in. Yeah, you know stuff like that. But anyway, uh, working for Sirius has been pure joy, and I want the company to do well, and so they're having this uh, press thing that they're doing and. So I'm going to go, but I got to come into town, and I don't know. There's a, there's a lot going on with this thing. So I'm going to go in tonight. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to hit so much and you're fucking do traffic. A show
4: tomorrow. I'll do the
0: show. Yeah,
4: you go over there, right? Yeah.
0: So anyway, that's what's going on with me. So I'm trying to figure this all out, and uh. I anyway, went to
4: the three this morning because I was afraid. You know, I turned off my normal alarms that wake me up and then i think it caused anxiety and i was afraid i wouldn't wake up and so i woke up at three and couldn't go back to sleep
0: that's the worst yeah um in the mail whack packers love megan fans and whack packers alike are really taken with our caller megan who had sex with medicated pete and offered to blow high pitch eric this was a big deal uh greatest whack pack segment of all time. Let's hook up Asian Pete, Mick the Nerd or Sour Shoes with the <laughs> lovely Megan next. Please give Megan a recurring segment on the show. She's like the whack pack pussy whisperer. Uh this one says Megan continues to be a major turn on for the whack pack. Um Blah, 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 so on and so forth. But anyway, anyway everyone's saying the same thing. Anyway, Wolfie called Bigfoot to tell him about Megan, filled him in.
4: Oh, dear.
0: And now Bigfoot wants to have sex with Megan, the caller. And I do have exclusive uh, audio of that. Here is Bigfoot and what he wants from Megan and all of his fantasies. The hell, did I do with that? Here it is. This sounds like a pretty cute girl. I like that to bang her. What do you want to say to Megan to entice her?
1: I'm Megan. This is Bigfoot. I'm nine and a half fucking inches dong I do want me
0: and tell Megan what are you going to do with that
1: cock of yours? I'm going to shove it right into her. I'll put that thing in her cunt. Her tube tied?
0: Oh, I don't know if her tubes are tied.
1: Uh, I need to know. I mean, I've already got three kids out there. And what I want to do, make it a fourth one.
0: Would that be a problem if you knocked Megan up?
1: It might be a problem with this, Megan. How would you like to fuck Bigfoot? Possibly, maybe even have a kid with him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's got away with the ladies, that Bigfoot. What is that noise he was making? Is he... Simulating sex.
4: Oh, even the first yeah. part where it was...
0: Ah, 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 I think he ah, was kissing. Ah. I think he was kissing, Megan.
4: Oh, okay. You know,
0: like that. <laughs> uh, just to say, uh, these
4: guys think all they have to do is tell you how big their cock is. And you're all, you know, your legs will
0: fall over. Well, open. that's what porn has done. To uh, our society. Uh, You know, as big a fan as I am of porn, Lord knows I use it. Uh, But I got to tell you, every guy thinks all you got to do is whip out your big cock. Uh, By the way, just as an addendum to that, Bigfoot called Wolfie back last night to ask more questions about Megan. So he's pretty taken with her. Yeah, There you go. Uh, Also, uh, the other guy who's really interested in Megan is uh, Ham Hands Bill, but he seems to think he's your... He seems to think he owes you something. He's like, if Robin gives me a hall pass, you I would like it. To, you got You're giving him the hall pass? <laughs> all right, here's uh, Ham-Hands Bill. Uh, he got all worked up, too.
1: This is Ham-Hands Bill. I heard Megan having sex with Medicaid Pitt. Megan, she wants to make all whack packs come. If Robin gives me a hall pass, of course, I'll be sniffing Megan's panties on all four. Megan will be choking on my cat, and of course I would be making Megan come. Sorry, Robin, but this is only if you give me a whole pass. She doesn't want me. What pajamas built? Having sex with
4: Megan.
0: Well, there you go.
4: If I Panties. say no, he will res- rescind this invitation.
0: Uh, yeah, he says uh, it's up to you, but you say you give him a whole pass. Thank I you for that. I give whole
4: pass. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he loves you. Uh, I did. What is uh,
4: Megan thinking of all these whack packers now stepping up and say me next?
0: How cool a promotion would be if Megan would just fuck our entire audience. I mean, you know how many people would subscribe? (laughs) Sirius XM. Just, you know, hey, not only do you get the Howard Stern show. Aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, wow. There's a show where you get laid. I mean, uh, (laughs) it's really great. Let's go to Jill. Jill, you're on in Pennsylvania.
1: Hey, Doing hey Robin, good morning. Morning. I just want to say I'm really excited for your
5: interview with Barbara Streisand. If anybody can do it, you can do it right. So I'm not a huge fan, but I have a feeling I'm going to be by the end of the day because that's generally what happens when I listen to your interviews.
0: All right, good. Okay, well, I'm looking let's, forward to
4: let's be on the team that's getting her name pronounced. Streisand,
0: right. Streisand. Yeah.
4: Huh. Well, she didn't say Streisand, it's not you. What'd she say now? She's the Streisand.
0: Hey, vey. I'm nervous I'm going to say the name wrong. She gets offended. I know. sand. Hey, yesterday I was talking about aliens and UFOs. I had to break everyone's balls and burst your bubble by telling you there's no life out there on any other planets. I know everybody wants Star Trek to come true. They want to think there's a whole fucking universe of uh, little creatures running around. This uh, universe we're in is a cosmic accident. That was on such a big... I mean, it is so unbelievable. We're alone in the universe. So, a lot of people but are very we're upset. we're not
4: in a universe. Aren't we in a galaxy?
0: We're alone, period. That's it. This planet <laughs> is all we got. We're on a ball... The
4: the whole thing. But we're we are, part
0: of the universe. Right. And we're the only thing alive in this universe. Everything else is cold and dark. And no oxygen... It, all I'm telling you is I know everybody wants to be visited by, uh, as someone said yesterday, a giant contact lens he saw when he was up in an airplane. <laughs> but, of course, the pilot, they didn't see it. There's absolutely zero evidence of life on other planets. It's sad. I mean, the, the further we get technologically, we go to these other planets, we bring back samples from Mars. It turns out there's nothing, there's nothing out there. So you know what? You know what that says to me? We better, we better take care of this planet because you're not going anywhere. That's it. So, you know, they go, oh, maybe we could go to another planet and we could develop an ocean or water. And I'm like, no, you got that here. It's here. It is nowhere else.
4: Why are you going to go someplace else and dirty it up? Like, if you don't learn to take care of this planet, you'd only make a mess somewhere else.
0: Anyway, uh Here's, I got a lot of email about this. This seems to stir everybody up. This, uh, Howard, this caller who believes in aliens said the U.S. government confirmed they found alien aircraft. That is obviously not true. The reality is a so-called whistleblower who was once in the military claimed that in a congressional hearing, the guy also testified that he never saw any of the aircraft personally. In other words, it's all bullshit. If there was yes, something. hearsay. That's right. But a lot of crazies in my audience, they're trying to convince me that aliens are real. Howard, saying we're alone in the universe makes you sound dumb as a flat earth or the truth is out there. Well, I haven't seen it. Uh We pump millions into our UFO department in the government. Navy officers have come forward to tell their stories. Meteorologists have picked things up on radar. You can't say for sure there's nothing out there. Oh, yes, I can. It- why Why would they hide from you? They're technologically advanced. There's no reason for them to be scared to show themselves to us. We would have the brain of a fly compared to them if they could come here from another part of the universe. Use your head. One of you suggested I turn to the experts. Um, Howard, given today's discussion about pyramids, UFOs, and aliens, I think the, the pyramids were, bought, were, were built by people. No aliens came here and did that. Given today's discussion about pyramids, UFOs, and aliens, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson would be a perfect, informative guest on your show. Uh, I like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I do,
4: but he disagrees Uh, with you. He says, you know, mathematically, it has, it's, you know, it's got to be possible.
0: Well, actually, we did has
4: any evidence.
0: We did a segment I never uh, aired, Rob, and some I had the Whack Pack. actually speak to Neil deGrasse Tyson to ask their most pressing questions about the universe. Ask Napkin Ed, you know, the guy who keeps a napkin between his ass cheeks to avoid streaks and itchy ass, asked about the possibility of alien life, and you you are right, Neil deGrasse does uh, disagree. Hey,
8: with you. Mr. Scientist, man, Ask Napkin Ed. But my question for you is,
7: do you think we're alone in the universe? Ask Napkin Ed. Really? That's with that, Okay. All right. We'll go with that. You asked a good question. No, I don't think we're alone. If you look at first how big the universe is, A. Wrong. B. Uh, how many possible places life could exist. So the universe is not only large. There's hundreds of billions of stars in our own galaxy. So there's no shortage of space. There's no shortage of objects. There's no shortage of time. The universe has been around for 14 billion years. Not only that, we are made of hydrogen, oxygen, carbon. You know something? These are the most common ingredients in the universe. If we were made of some like isotope of bismuth, you could say, hey, we're made of rare stuff. We're probably rare. No, no. Life on Earth was as opportunistic as it could be. To say we are alone in the universe is philosophically and intellectually indefensible.
0: Where did this guy go to school? He just doesn't get it. But uh, I'm a fan (laughs) of his, but this one he's off on.
4: It's basically Um, a mathematic equation. This accident could not only happen once because there's too many commonalities, you know, these elements that are prevalent all over the universe and different millions of stars, these conditions had to exist somewhere
0: else. I'm sad for all of you because you're going to keep looking at contact lenses in the sky and hoping you're going (laughs) to be visited by someone like uh, extraterrestrial, but it's not going to happen. All right. But look, keep dreaming. I told you the only reality is what you see in front of you. Uh, listeners, no, en-
4: nobody's seeing reality. Stop it!
0: Listeners enjoyed Robin my recap of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. It always gets people talking, and the audience was talking up a storm. Howard, hearing you talk about who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'm blown away that Brian Adams isn't at the top of the list of who should get in next. Brian Adams is good, but there's there's people who uh, should be in before weezer there's a good name weezer has done so much more for rock and roll than missy elliott or the spinners the fact that the guys like john Hine or gary get the vote should tell you all you need to know about this organization
3: <laughs> hit him with the high
0: um this listener agrees with fred at this point the rock and roll hall of fame should just be named the pop music hall of fame i think that's what it is you know dolly parton is in the rock and roll hall of fame willie nelson country artist Quite frankly, I can make a good argument that uh, based on what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, that it's not pure rock and roll, Barbara Streisand should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, she should. uh, I mean, she sold more albums than, I believe, the Beatles. 254 albums. 254 million albums. Oh, that's right. I sold 254 albums. That's what it was. (laughs) Um, Those are the numbers. Those are the numbers. Uh, Howard, I said it once and I'll say it again. No one is more deserving of an induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame than you, Howard. In fact, Mad Dog should have to induct you fully nude with his penis tucked between his legs. Well, hey, whatever happened with Mad Dog, I don't know. But the guy, we
4: haven't heard from him. He hasn't said anything. He's not. He's in a hiding. Letter. He's in <laughs> hiding.
7: Not a word. He yes, said he, he you? said he, he was going to get to Arizona and take the temperature because the World Series is <clears throat> over now.
0: Yeah, and we haven't heard from him. Okay. Well, I mean,
4: just for a second, back to reality. How can you say, look at reality when, you know, so many people are going to vote for Trump?
0: Well, listen, that's a reality. Reality's no, in front of you. The people want make that he's
4: not good for the country and well, they can't see it.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> okay. Well, all right. You're talking about, I'm talking about aliens. I'm talking about <laughs> even these religious uh, nuts. They, they believe in something they can't see. That's fine. I'm glad for them. Go, go to town. Have a party. But I'm telling you what reality is. You believe that Sal's psychic? God bless you. You think the Long Island medium has psychic powers?
4: Well, that's what I wanted to ask Sal. Is he studying with the Long Island medium since he respects don't, her talents so much?
0: Don't go back to that, please, Robin. I'm begging <laughs> you. I don't want to bring him in here. Uh, speaking of Trump. I'm going to play a game with you. Here's a couple of comments Trump made recently. Tell me what's real or fake. True or false, Trump recently bragged about being endorsed by Hannibal Lecter, the uh, character in Uh, Silence of the Lambs.
4: That sounds made up, but maybe it's true. I say it's true.
0: It is. It's true. You're right. (laughs) Here, I'll play I'm for us. Oh, that way. Here it is. Where is it?
5: Has anybody seen Silence of the Lambs? Hannibal Lecter. How great
2: an actor was he? You know why I like him? Because he said on television, on one of the.
0: I love Donald Trump, so I love him. He believes he was endorsed by the Hannibal Lecter character. He was Um, on
4: TV, that character.
0: All right, here's another one. Did Trump recently call. uh, Hamas, hummus, like the food, hummus. Yes. That's true. Right. <laughs> did Trump compare himself to Na- Nelson Mandela?
4: Oh, God. Yes or no? I don't even think he knows who Nelson Mandela is. I'm going to say no.
0: You're wrong. He did. He compared himself to Nelson Mandela.
4: Who told him about Nelson Mandela?
0: Well, he said. Stop that. He, I'm telling you. Oh, look, it's Donald Trump. Hey, hey, Donald, how you doing, man? Uh, you you said some crazy stuff. I mean, that's some wild stuff, right? You know what? It's
2: perfect statements by a perfect man. And the fake news, they'll never tell you about what a genius I am with words. I know the best words and I say the best words.
0: Well, uh, I was telling Rob and uh, Nelson, you know, also, I saw you uh, were fascinated that U.S. spelled us.
2: That's right. U.S. It spells us. It spells us. And I know. And this. By the way. Just occurred to you. (laughs) U.S. U.S. is us. Did you know that? Us. And I know so many words. I know. Hippopotamus. Did you know that one? I know. Falacio. Falacio shoe. shoo. I know. Tonsil. Tonsil. The best words. And I have another observation, by the way. Has anyone ever noticed this? Black people, they're actually brown. The blackest black is like a dark chocolate. It's like a an 80% dark chocolate. Did you notice that?
0: Yeah, and you said that Hannibal Lecter endorsed you.
2: Hannibal, the silence of the lambs, and Hannibal loves me. The greatest people love. Darth Vader loves me. The evil gremlin, Stripe. <laughs> I love the crazies, and they love me. Did you know that? The crazies, they love me. The sickos.
0: The sickos. You're saying Hannibal, Lector, Hannibal Lecter endorsed you. Darth Vader endorsed you, too, and gremlin from Stripe?
2: Gremlin from Stripe, the greatest people and the schizophrenics. Did you know they're allowed to vote for me once for each personality? Each time they get to vote for me. That's so true. Did you know that?
0: I meant to say Stripe Gremlin from Gremlin. From
2: stripe. It's I
0: meant stripe to say Stripe from Gremlin. From Gremlin. Yes, I know. I, even I caught that. <laughs> hey, he makes me crazy. It sounds like, uh, also you didn't know the difference between Hamas and Hummus,
2: hummus, hummus. You know what? Hummus. They must be stopped. They must be destroyed. There's too many flavors. They got jalapenos. Every everything bagel hummus. They got tomato hummus. They got mustard. There's too many hummuses. It's out of control. You go to Kava. You go to Kava. What hummus are you gonna get? No more. and
0: And now you're comparing yourself to Nelson Mandela.
2: It is a perfect so? comparison, too. It's perfect because I'm facing an apartheid of deranged weirdos who have smaller dicks and uglier wives than I do. And by the way, I have the best dick and the best wife. And people, they come up to me every day with tears in their eyes, tears, crying. They weep. They weep. They're like, it's like a splash, like compounds. And they say, sir, you're being too strong, too brave. And I say, shut up. You're nasty. You're a nasty pussy. And someone, they high-five me, and we laugh at (laughs) you.
0: Well, (laughs) all right. Well, best of luck. I know you're on trial, and you got an election coming up. and uh, It's a
3: perfect election.
2: It's a perfect election, Howard, because I'm winning, and I win a lot. I win bigly, and you know it's fake if I don't win. You know it'll be the worst election ever, and I'm winning in the polls, winning in the moles. I'm winning in the strolls. I go on the best walks, by the way. I have... Also, more moles on my back than anybody in history. Well, Humanity. listen, they're precancerous. precancerous. You got to
0: worry about your 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 legal mess. I th- there's a lot of trouble there. I see. It's fake
2: news, Howard. It's so fake because I'm on vacation and everyone knows they can't arrest me on a little trip. I'm in Mexico, and to get there I had to climb an enormous wall, a big wall. A,
0: All right, listen, I so got to go. All right, very so good. Big. Thank you. There he is. No, uh,
5: way,
2: Jose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there he is. He's
4: not going to show up at the next debate because he's too big for it. He doesn't right. need it, and why should he give uh, some attention
0: to his rivals? Jeff the Drunk. I got an update on him. As you know, Jeff the Drunk quit the show. He is no longer a part yes. of the show. That's why he you haven't really heard. he
4: has him. stuck to his guns. I was impressed.
0: He is absolutely stuck to his guns. He the reason he quit the show when I was interviewing Bruce Springsteen. He called in during the Bruce Springsteen interview, and I did not put him on the air. I explained to him I don't put people on the air during interviews. I'm busy doing an interview, but he doesn't care. He feels he's not mad at Bruce. He's angry with me, and that's when he quit the show. So uh our correspondent Chris Wilding got in touch with Jeff to ask him if he'll ever return to the show. And Jeff reiterated his frustration with me, not picking up on him, but he wants to make it clear He's not upset with Bruce, and I'll let him do it in his own way, oh. okay? Yeah. It's very important to him. He wants Bruce to know he's not upset, okay? Here we go. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. It had nothing to do with Bruce, first and foremost.
8: I wanted to okay. get that clear. So what did it have to do with?
1: Not picking up on my goals. And I warned them, so it dawned on me, what the frick am I calling in the show every fucking day of my entire life? Calling right. for hours to pick up. That's
8: stupid. So what are you doing with the extra time you have now that you're not calling into the show? Nothing. You haven't replaced that time with something else, like a hobby or another show or something?
0: No. No. Well, you know, Jeff almost had a point about not wasting his life on hold every day waiting for me. But then he reminded us that he doesn't, he hasn't, he doesn't, hasn't created a life. In other words, he's still not doing anything with that time. Right. So, you know, there you go. Uh, Jeff did propose some terms for returning to the show. He wants me to buy him new teeth, and uh, here is exclusive audio of that. Well, what
8: will it take to get you to call back in? I might need
0: some dental help.
8: What do you mean? I got a bunch of missing teeth. Okay, why do you have missing teeth? Because they've been pulling them. Okay, so how would Howard uh, help you if they pulled the teeth? Maybe he set me up with some teeth. How many teeth? Probably a good 10 teeth. So if he were to say, hey, Jeff, if you call back, I'll I'll get you three teeth. Maybe five. So if he could get you five out of the ten teeth you're missing, you'd, you'd call back in?
1: Yeah, but
0: we could negotiate. let is open for the negotiator. Like we're cavemen. I got to pay him in teeth. <laughs> I mean. Anyway, Jeff feels I owe him because he made me who I am today, and he makes an argument, and uh, I'll let you decide.
1: I'm a big part of what, what made him, who he is.
0: Why do you
8: feel that way?
1: Because I helped position Howard into getting his contract in place.
4: with, with serious or
8: I
1: mean,
4: Yeah. Wait a minute, well, I didn't know he was helping you negotiate your contract.
0: He feels he's a major part of the show. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there who feel that way and they and that I somehow owe them. So uh, what am I going to tell you? I I mean, honestly, I'm very self-conscious did, did about
4: Jeff's name ever come up when you were
0: <laughs> not that I remember, but I don't have a good memory. I, I, I've always been self-conscious about writing Jeff's coattails. I mean, what can I tell you? But all right, listen, got to take a break. I'm going to go pee. Because uh, I'm drinking a lot yeah. of water here. Yeah, I don't want to have to pee while I'm talking to Barbara Streisand. Don't that would...
4: you interrupt your conversation with Streisand for you
0: needing a bathroom break? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm wearing a diaper. I'll just pee right in my pants. <laughs> now I haven't you're talking gone to like that. a pro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of. I, I think Barbara Walters would wear a diaper when she did her uh, interviews. Ah. <laughs> uh, One of my favorites, Billy Joel's Street Life Serenader. Actually, it's kind of uh, appropriate that I'm playing Billy Joel right now because uh, Barbara Streisand recorded Billy's uh, New York State of Mind. And Billy has always credited her and said she got his career going. Let me see if I can see Barbara. That's great. Barbara's got a... uh, well she got a new book, new audio Ah, Barbara, there, there you are. You is. look you look fabulous. Good to see well, you.
6: Hi, Howie.
0: How are you? <laughs> are you Howie
6: from Long Island and I'm Barbara from Brooklyn.
0: Some people called me Howie. I, I never liked it. I was always Howard. Oh, okay. You Howard, know what I mean? Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I mean it was good. I mean some people called me Howie, but do I look like a Howie?
6: Um To me, yeah.
3: No.
0: I was yeah. just playing um Billy Joel. He always credits you with sort of getting his career because you covered New York State of Mind, and you yeah, know,
6: I read that. I read that.
0: That's very I never nice heard of that him. before. Though when I was researching you, no, never heard that before. And I know Billy, and I was like, he's. Ne- I've never heard him say oh, that before. That's, it's really no, it was wild. Very
6: sweet of him. I mean, I just sang the song because I liked it, and I'm a New Yorker, basically. So
0: when you sell 254 million albums which is my i don't even think i don't think there's any other recording artists in the history of the recording industry that sold 200 wait a minute are you sure it's that many it says over 245 million albums you sold is that possible i don't know i never counted them How do you not know that? I mean that that to me would be a number I think that would come up when people interview you.
6: I'll tell you there first of all, I don't do many interviews. You are the last interview I'm doing. Very few for a book. You know, they wanted me go to go on a book tour in all the states and all that. I said, No, but I'll do Howard Stern, you know, because I like you.
0: I love that you uh, are on here. I love the book. I've, I, the audio book is what I listen to.
6: Now, how did you, you get an audio copy when I didn't it. even get the copy? Don't I mean, I did it. it. It took me, th- you know, three months to do all but this th- stuff, and I don't even have a copy of it.
0: First of all, they sent me a yeah. copy, but because it's so top secret and they're afraid someone's going to steal it, they sent it to me on these files that it would stop and pause and I couldn't get back. But I have to say, as a radio man, yeah. your read is perfect. In other words, I like listening to books. You mm-hmm. do it in a conversational tone and there's no... um watery mouth it's very very well done i recommend the audiobook highly oh you, nice
6: nice 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 Gla- how glad how long it take you that.
0: how long does it I take think, to read that
6: well was it three weeks or three months i forgot i swear to god i've been writing this book for a period of 10 years and i, I actually it. started to write a book in 1999 all in longhand and then i thought this is ridiculous so i put it away
0: you say in the book yeah that you relied on journals that you kept over the years this is a weird question but yeah when you say journals were you the type of person that took out a pen and had a like a leather bound journal and would write a diary every no, day
6: no 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 that's why i have 35 of them you know i'd start writing wherever i was usually in pencil so you could erase and um different books of of uh comments and i was going to put out a book called observations which would have been so easy because just observations you know yeah. and then uh when i got started doing this uh for real 10 years ago uh i couldn't do that it, it was like oh my god i can't use this i have to talk about my life from when i remember it
0: And what a life. When I'm reading this thing, I'm like, oh, my God. My first thought was, how could Barbara be rooted in any kind of reality? Because to sell that many records, that would be a a huge accomplishment on its own. Then the mind-boggling movies, but successful movies, movies that resonated big with an audience, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then to go on directing and have such tremendous success with Yentl, I mean, it's fucking mind-blowing to me. Oh, that's so sweet. But I thought, well, how is reality... In other words, there's nothing you touch that actually bombed. Nothing really failed.
6: Oh, I'm sure I've had failures. I have had failures. You know, movies that didn't work. Um, What's occupied me for the last... 50 years is getting back two scenes in the way we were movie um to be oh. released now uh but it took me 50 years to get that done
0: why why does it take so long
6: well the movie came out well in 1973 and it was you know a nice success um It didn't get the awards I thought it should have gotten for screenplay and director uh, Sidney Pollack. You know, and then I thought. I don't know if the people really knew why this couple. Broke up. Right. And because and because they took out the political scenes, I was so upset. In other words, life is complicated you know there's a love story and then there's a political story and this was at the time of the blacklist and so forth and they thought it was you know take out all the political stuff and just leave it the love story but i thought no so i saved the film that was left on the cutting room floor i saved it for 50 years um in a box the trims and thank God, after pleading and begging and quetching um, about it, Columbia Pictures let me put back the two scenes that were cut that were important to the story, where the love story and the political story come together. And it's because I had a... a a millennial secretary who was thirty years old, who found this stuff. Comments from the audience who said, "Well, we didn't understand how the, why they broke up," and she showed me on YouTube like two hundred and eighty comments, because I never look at YouTube. You see what I mean? When so I was and, able to. You're get it right.
0: Back. When you at that last scene when you run into Robert Redford by chance right, on the street right. and he's with his new you know wife yeah. blonde the blonde yeah and and you go up to him and you put your hand through his hair I'm like oh my god these two are madly in love they should be together it's of one course. of the most harp- it's one of the most heartbreaking scenes in cinema right it's just fucking powerful yeah it's so right it's so right
6: um but, you know, great love stories don't have people end up together. Right. One of them dies, da-da-da-da, whatever. Um, and I begged Sydney coming back to New York, to do that scene, um, to use the original dialogue from Arthur Lawrence's screenplay. And it, it really resonated with people. You know, when I first started filming the movie... In the club that I see Redford for the first time, sitting on, he's drunk and he's sitting on a bar stool. And uh, in the war time, you know, uh, I had the instinct, that's where, why I like directing. Because I was um, thinking as an actress, but also... Oh, I, I, Barbara, wanted to touch his hair, and the character of Katie wanted to touch him in some way. And I happened to choose, you know, at the moment, spontaneously, it wasn't written anywhere, I touched his hair, because I thought, God, that's the guy, you know, with that blonde head of hair and um
0: there's no better-looking guy than Robert Redford no, in his prime, right? I mean, that's I, why
6: I said I have to have him. Without him, it,
0: the movie wouldn't have worked as well. And he, he resisted, perfect, right? One. Redford yeah, didn't, didn't want to do the movie.
6: He didn't want to do the movie because he was right about the script. His part was too thin. You know, you didn't understand his psychology. He was just a pretty boy, and... He was right to fight, and I totally supported that. Give him extra scenes, you know, give him my salary, give him anything to have him be the leading man with me.
0: Did, was there a time in your career where you started to expect that every leading man would fall in love with you? In the book, there's this theme, and I want to ask you about this because, you know, Whoa. this. Is, well, what? think about this. Well, wait a second. Elliot Gould you went into a play one of your first play your first I know but play, I
6: didn't think I wanted him to fall in love with me I mean that's what
0: it happened Then the Sydney Chaplin oh. he falls in love with Can you I you hang fall up in now? love Wait a second you <laughs> fell in love those with Those are a,
6: love stories I mean those Omar are Omar
0: Sharif well, <laughs> I mean you don't, ended don't up Don't make me laugh please But Barbara you ended up in love with a lot of and they ended up in love with wait. you when you go into a movie with Robert Redford, you're like, "Well, we're probably no, going to end no, no, up being
6: no. in love." No, 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 that's not true. He was a married man with three children. I had no designs on him. You know, I totally respected his who he was and his family. Uh, believe me, I don't. But try these guys, to-
0: all, these guys are all seduced by you. They all almost well, that's to- their problem, right? But it does happen. You have to admit it. When I read this book, I went, I had no idea. Like, it's dangerous to be on a set with Barbara <laughs> Streisand because you, you, you <laughs> you're you, making you, me laugh. But really? it's true. No,
6: no. You're playing, you know, <laughs> it's the, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's, uh, I say the phrase in the book now. I can't remember it. You know, it's 10 years. I started this book 10 years ago. Um, And there's a phrase for that, you know, when you're playing a love story, if you're really good at acting your part, some part of you has to fall in love with that leading man. Absolutely. You know, and then when the picture's over, you're over. You know, it's like that. It just you have to find something in that person that you could love.
0: But this guy, Sidney um, uh, Chaplin, who was in a play with you, you point out he was vindictive and mean to you because you ended your love affair with right. him. That's and right. And he'd go on stage with you and call you that's names right. during the that, production. Oh, during a vicious the guy.
6: scenes, on stage, and he would whisper these words that I thought first, I thought I was hearing things. And then I realized he wasn't even looking at me in the eyes. He was looking at my forehead and I was, I got caught up in what he was saying and, you know, had the fear of forgetting my lines. And it was People, I, the most horrible experience in my life.
0: Because you have stage fright. You said it was just a traumatic well, it and it I get it. came
6: from that because I begged him, why are you doing that? I mean, why? I don't know. There's
0: something, I thought there was something wrong with him, you know? But you've had these fabulous also, like, like, like first of all, there's so much to dissect in this book. Mm-hmm. You know, I the, the whole thing with your mother would take me seven hours to go through. I know. Do you, have you ever figured out why your mother was so goddamn jealous of you? I mean, the woman, you lost your father. This is tragic. You lost your father. You were 15 months old. A tremendous heartbreak, a tremendous hunger for your father, and you detail it, and it's excruciatingly painful. I had to put the book down for a while because I felt your pain. Yeah. I said, wow. That's Well, listen, I was raised by a woman who lost her mother at nine, and her father threw her into an orphanage, you know, like wanted her out of the house.
6: But how did she like you or love you or not love you?
0: It's tricky. Uh You know, your mother... Yeah, she was you were such a deprived child of any kind of love, appreciation. I'm struck by the fact that your mother sends you to summer camp and shows Mm -hmm. up and she's with a new guy. Your new stepfather doesn't discuss it with you, doesn't say how you'd feel. It's mind boggling.
6: Yes, I guess in those days or, you know, in my mother's case, she never told me the truth. I think the truth is so powerful. And I think a child at any age gets the truth or not. Do you know what I mean? So yep. I felt, um, like, who is this man now in my life? I was so used to just having a grandfather. Uh, I, kn- and when my mother had a date, you know, I would hide under the table and, and look at this, person who was making my mother laugh and i thought what you know who is this but you did you get to the end of the book
0: no because they sent it to me three days ago and the book is like 47 hours i mean it's a long book and i I will finish it but i oh well i, I, listened. I mean at
6: the end at the end of the book i got an incredible gift from a woman who was friends To my mother. And she, my mother used to confess her feelings to this woman who I'm grateful to. So at the end of the book, on my last birthday, on my big, not not my last birthday, my big birthday a year ago, somehow this present shows up of a painting that my mother had requested somebody do of my, me and my father. And me dressed as Yentl. And in it, the, the note was from this woman telling me what my mother confided in her, you know, 40 years ago. What
1: did and you it say?
6: And It was about my mother telling her what she felt when I was even a baby and how my father did love me. And he would come home at lunchtime when he, he was a teacher. And before he took his overcoat off, he would hold me. He wanted to hold me. And my mother would say, you know, he, he, she watched him kiss me on the neck and smother me with love. And my mother actually felt jealous then. Because the woman said to you, were you jealous of that? And she said, my mother looked down and said, yes, because it was the way he used to kiss me.
0: Unbelievable.
6: You see, I only found out my mother was jealous of me when, on a Christmas Eve, when I had a few friends over and um, they gave me presents. And my mother started screaming. And saying, Where's my presence? I'm the mother. It was like crazy. And she started to cry and Elliot was my husband then and he had to hold her and drag her out of the room because she was and I remember going into my den in my New York apartment and I couldn't believe that my mother was jealous of me. And then, over time, I realized how that must have felt for her. In other words, by the end of the book, and hearing these stories about my mother telling her friend this, I understood. In other words, my mother had a beautiful voice. You know, she, she told this woman, even she once went up with her sister to audition for the opera company in New York, you know um the metropolitan opera was it uh and she realized that she didn't get in and then she thought the trip from brooklyn to new york was too long see so she pulled out and that's why my mother and i are so different you know my mother will get up and sing anytime i'm shy about singing I had to sing the first time for my friends, my who became my best friend, Sis Corman. I met her in acting class. I was 16 years old. She was 32 and married to a doctor and had four kids. But she became like a surrogate, one of my surrogate mothers over my lifetime. I always was drawn to older women who were, uh, what's the word? Mentor. I mean, like... They, they were um, models for what mothers should be. You know what I right. mean? My mother, when I said to my mother at a young age, you know, why didn't you ever tell me about my father? Uh, she said, I didn't want you to miss him. But that wasn't really the truth. I don't think.
0: What is the truth?
6: What I just told you, the end of the book, that story at the end of the book, uh, my mother, you know, opening nights, uh, whether it was Funny Girl on stage or uh, when I was performing in Las Vegas in uh, whatever that was, New Year's Eve, 1993, 1994, you know, that weekend. My mother was absent. My mother... I invited her there uh, and then I looked into the audience uh, to look for her and she wasn't there she wasn't there opening night of funny girl I mean she was walking around she said so and when she first saw me um, sing professionally what'd you think mom she said your voice is too thin, you know you have to have a guggle muggle. you have to drink hot cocoa with an egg yolk in it in other your words, mother, she had a hard time complimenting me
0: a hard time. Your mother would send you negative reviews for you to read. Your mother I was very would tell you by that of course i mean yeah. who who should be your, you know you don't have a father. So now you're, you're imagining, God, what must it be like to have a father? I was struck even when you met Joan Rivers, you were like, how lucky is this woman to have a father who's a doctor? I mean, the father right. hunger in you right, will right, never right, go right, away. Right, right. It's no. a, it's a, it's no. an intense hunger. And, and, and all you're looking for is a little bit of love. I yeah. was so upset oh. when I read, read about this guy, your stepfather. Yeah. And you write, he brought yeah. home ice cream for the family. No, he He
6: actually sent my brother out to get the ice cream. He gave him a few dollars, and he said, go get ice cream for everybody. But that was the one time, by the way, you have to understand how we lived in Brooklyn. We never had guests. This one night, my brother brought his girlfriend over, right, and said, um, you know, here's some money. Go get ice cream for everybody here at the table except her. Now, I've blocked out that word. My sister-in-law, who was there that night, heard him be very cruel to me. Not her, because she's... I can't even say the word. It's just so painful to me.
0: Um, he, he said to you, not her, she's ugly. And well, that's what crushed to- me.
6: She told me that. He said that. But I think that's the night I went into my... I used to sleep in the living room on a cot not a cot a you know those futon. day beds you put uh, what do you call them the it's like a
0: futon you pull out bed
6: <laughs> you don't pull it out it was a a bed a but you bed put pillows you in the back
3: it.
0: yeah yeah day yeah. bed
6: a day bed yeah but you yeah. put pillows in the back so it looked like a couch but at night you took off those back cushions and you slept in it and now I had my brother's little tiny bedroom uh because he was, he moved in with his girlfriend Who became his wife So um, She said And it was true I had an out of body experience I was laying on the bed And I could see myself From above Lying there And my sister-in-law said She came to the doorway And tried to talk to me But I was <laughs> I must have looked catatonic who the hell knows um but I guess it was a very it was a very hurtful experience because the man never talked to me never said hello how a school nothing
0: it's heartbreaking too because you even attempted to win him over by calling him dad at yeah, one point yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the guy would not break down he still was steadfast in his I indifference disgust I-
6: Yeah, instead of calling him Lou, I figured if I tried to call him Dad, which stuck in my mouth, you know, stuck in my throat, and I bent down under the TV, because he used to watch wrestling, so I wouldn't disturb his vision of the screen, and he was still the same old...
0: Lou. Lou, yeah. Mm. Um.
6: And I decided then that I will never cow down to anybody again.
0: Don't you find you know, it amazing? See, the
6: thing is, I don't, compl- I, I'm not really complaining about this because everything in my life made me who I am today.
0: Yeah, but that's a cop out. You know, you are complaining about it and you have every right to complain about it. A mother who's so jealous couldn't give you any love. That kind of pain is with you your entire life it doesn't go yeah, away
6: yes you're absolutely right i'm trying to rise above it but it's hard
0: well you're trying to make everything all good yeah, and i go through this in psychotherapy
6: mm-hmm. i, I you're i'll still sit in there
0: therapy yes yeah wow. I, I think it's very necessary i've been in it for, mm-hmm. for years mm-hmm. and i find it I, mm-hmm. I i talk it up to anyone Mm -hmm. but but again i'll say something that was very cruel Mm -hmm. that was done to me Mm -hmm. the relationship between me Mm -hmm. and my father was very bad Mm. and then i'll go oh he wasn't so bad because he got me a car when i needed to go get a radio job he in other Mm -hmm. words you try in your mind to say i was loved you feel guilty saying it right
6: yeah that's right that's absolutely right but it made us who we are howard
0: did it really don't you think if you had had a healthy relationship with your father and a mother who said you know what barbara i love you and was protective of you i mean this guy lou when he said to you barbara no ice cream for you you're ugly
6: no don't don't even say it
0: but your mother stood there and and Uh, let him get away with it
6: said nothing right she didn't protect you she I know, was, I know. She's and bad. And that's why I am today very sensitive to those feelings.
0: How are you and a good mother? You you seem to have really put aside oh. your fame um, with, with your son. Yeah. Um But did you find there were times that you would turn into your own mother and say, Oh, no. I want to focus never, on me. Never, never, never,
6: never, never, never. You know, he How'd wrote you do poetry. That? No, I because I was because I had therapy when I was very young.
0: How old were you when you started therapy? 18. With the same therapist all along? Well, wait,
6: no, 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 no. I tried my um, friend's husband recommended a doctor who was the, you know, Freudian a type who never spoke to you. And I wasted a lot of years with that kind of therapy. The, ther- the therapy got much better when I had a woman therapist. And, you know, when she touched my hand one day, when I couldn't get to the emotion, I put that into the Prince of Tides. I put that scene. In other words, the touch, because the Freudians don't touch you, they don't talk. I figured they were sleeping in the back when I'm talking. Um.
0: Right, it's considered inappropriate.
6: When, yeah, you know, I, I I don't believe in that kind of therapy. Uh, so, this woman was amazing for me and opened me up and and allowed you, me to cry. You know,
0: you found this woman when you were already famous. In other words, were you? Oh yeah, on, yeah. I imagine yeah. you'd be on guard going into a therapist's office, like afraid of betrayal that they would perhaps
6: no 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 she was amazing and um and then i had a wonderful man therapist zoltan when i walked into that i I don't know if i put it in the book or not i mean it's the book is so long you know i never counted the pages
0: and well, I said to my ed, you know, yeah. it's
6: 992 pages cut That's down it. from 1,024.
0: I 24 love the detail. My lo- <laughs> I'll tell you, just before you get to Zoltan, I love the yeah. detail. When you talk about Larry Storch, Orson Bean, Joan right. Rivers... When you mention these people and your interactions right. with Marlon Brando, this and that. Right. Ed, I love it. I love the yeah. detail you go into. I didn't feel yeah, you yeah. rushed through your childhood. And that's what I appreciate about the book. Yeah. I was I, like little details. Bobby Fisher and you went to the same high school.
6: That's right and i was fascinated by him yes you know the you... look of him i mean the the ear from a, a, a hat you know his funny leather jacket him eating alone and i went over to him once right and he was reading mad magazine that's why i picked up mad magazine don't you love he mad was magazine? uh he, he yeah he yeah. was we were 14 in high school you know uh no i was fascinated
0: He was so famous already. At fourteen, I was reading him in Boys Life. He used to write articles on chess. The guy was but but like but kinda sad too. Like you went over to be friends with him and the you know he had a horribly deprived childhood. He had his mother worked all the time, he had no father, and he (laughs) just studied chess, he had no relationships with anyone. I know and yet there you walked over to Bobby Fisher, the one of the greatest chess players of all time. Yeah. And we're like kind of say hello. And he's like, but yeah, fuck off!"
6: He goes, "You know, yeah." He was—he uh, didn't say "fuck off," but he didn't look up. Weird. He didn't even look up. Yeah, but I was fascinated by him, and then you see again—he had a miserable life. He probably never went to therapy.
0: No, no chance. Know? No,
6: no chance. uh And he—he he had a strange relationship with probably all women. Oh yes, and died very unhappy.
0: Right. You were talking about this guy, Zoltan, who was your male therapist, which makes sense to yeah. me because you had father hunger that was off the chart. Yeah, you you exactly. never knew your father, exactly. and you've idealized your father. You feel like he yeah. would have been the greatest guy in the whole world. You right. don't know. Because he was
6: educated, yeah. and he, you know, strived for excellence. And, I, you know, the story I tell about him meeting my mother, and they went out, and then... Uh, he said to her, "Can you imagine? I'm not going to be able to see you for a year because I'm studying for my master's and my PhD or whatever." He's the dialogue he said to her, "A year," and she told her sister, "If he ever calls, tell him I'm out." Wow! Now, how destiny? I believe in destiny. Her and her sister, who were only fifteen months apart, were on a trolley car, and who walks in? My father. Can you imagine?
0: What are the odds?
6: I mean, what are the odds of that? And that's me. You know, I was born. So um, I love destiny. I love, you know, this this house that I'm living in now. I wanted to buy many years when it was on sale, uh, 1983 or 4. And my business manager said... A, you can't afford it. You got to be able to sell your other house, uh, and um,
0: this is the place in Malibu you're in.
6: In the Malibu, yeah. I mean, uh. and I had a house across the street. Anyway, the point is that I this house. I'm in a room that was not existent when I saw this house. I imagined that it needed this room but the house started back here, where the staircase is and there were not enough rooms there was not a, a room for a man to live with me to have his own space because I was mm-hmm. alone for 20 some years without being married um, and then when they finished remodeling it they remodeled it exactly as I wanted it to be now how is that in you know in uh it's called bashert in uh, hebrew yiddish yeah bashert means it was meant to be or in my way of thinking is the imagination can create reality i mean how did this happen down to the molding on the walls the the height of the ceiling the room for the man that they added A room, a guest room, so I could have somebody sleep over. In all the years I lived at Carrollwood in town or in my New York apartment for 35 years, I had, you know, a tiny bathroom. You could barely turn around in the shower. Um, And I didn't uh, have any room, really. I I didn't have a guest room ever. And I walk into this house and it's all built for me now you think I it was meant to be meant to be yeah because i had just finished decorating a house across the way took me five years to do an art deco house every detail has had to be even down to the cars in the garage had to be art deco um so I I couldn't, when I first saw this house, I had no energy to do another house. And it was done for me. I thank God, by the way. I believe in God. You do? I do believe in God, yeah. I'm the you power. think when
0: you die, you will go somewhere?
6: I think the soul goes somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, there's a theory about... When Moses brought down the Ten Commandments, there were only 600,000 Jews. And the theory is that those souls migrated into other people. Now, it's a little, you know, far out, but... I had this experience. Me and my friend Donna Karen went up to a retreat that was run by Deepak Chopra on the East Coast, you know, Massachusetts. And we learned how to meditate.
0: An Ayurvedic Yeah, Yeah,
6: yeah, 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 yeah which i and laughed done- when the two girls massage you at the same time and yeah. i with I the just had them oil? laughing the whole time because they had to coordinate i just wanted to break them up they had to be totally coordinated on both sides of your body
0: so you learned and, well, transcendental was- meditation
6: yeah. yeah meditation right which if i had time i would meditate more today you know um, because it's an amazing thing but the first time I was alone in the room with Donna and we both tried to meditate she fell asleep I could hear her snoring and me I had this experience of going into the universe it's like I was floating into the universe uh And becoming part of the universe. Now, was that my soul floating into the universe? And maybe looking for another body to inhabit? I don't know. I mean, it's mysterious. Now, I don't, you know, my son meditates regularly. And he's very calm. And I am not so calm. And I just don't find the time in the day to meditate twice a day. Take those 15 minutes. I'm always... Rushing like today, rushing for you, getting up, you know, so early in the morning. I usually, my husband and I go to sleep around one, two o'clock in the morning. I we was going to ask the you about
0: that. But why is that? In other words, don't you feel like you're sleeping away the day? I, well, no, I don't. I don't understand being a night person. It, really? Other, I love getting up and having the day, and then going to bed early. I want. I want to embrace no. the day. No.
6: Ah, mm-hmm. No, we love the nighttime and watching, you know, two movies in a row. Sometimes we just watched uh, two. I was anxious to see Marty Scorsese's movies again. So we, you know, I was just blown away by them, Goodfellas, and I wrote him a note because it was like, how, you know, we, you made us laugh at, at Killers, right? You know, and the, and the fantastic thing about the need to for food. How food, you know, was so much in Jewish life and Italian life. Right. You know, everything was about the next meal.
0: So you wrote him a note after you saw Goodfellas again and said, hey, you did such a great job. I bet he really appreciated that because of your skill as a director. he,
6: He answered me. I didn't uh, and I was talking about a movie that I was once asked to be in directed by him and I said I'm so sorry I didn't take that role but I didn't what think it was, I the was movie? a good It was called Alice doesn't live here anymore.
7: Okay.
0: Yeah, you and, turned uh, down Splash, you turned down Alice doesn't live here anymore and there was a lot of uh, mentions of movies you turned down you could have had any movie
6: Because there's a part of me that's very lazy.
0: You know? Oh, come People on. See, I, don't, I don't believe that person. I second. know you you're don't such, believe it, but. But I'm, you're such a worker. I mean,
6: I, I work I, when I work, and I'm a total worker, you know, right. totally concentrated on that project. But then when the projects finish, I am so happy to be not working, to enjoy life, you know, to get up earlier, to see the sun and the sunset at night you know to to be now i mean i just love to be around family and my grandchildren and my you know i haven't had time for friends in 10 years now i got really like, really because i'm was shocked by totally that. dedicated to this book except when i had to earn some money you know to pay for the expenses of
0: my house uh, i know, had to go that, do uh, a, do some a, concerts Yeah, it's a funny thing with money. Everyone, I'm sure, assumes you have like a billion dollars at this point. Yeah, sure. I wish. But I see why you wouldn't.
6: I wish to have it to give it away. I love to work to give it away
0: to great causes. That's what makes me happy. So in other words, when you would make movie deals, when you did Prince of Tides... When you did um, Owl and the Pussycat, when you did... Mm-hmm. When you make, I mean, w- these fabulous movies that generated a fortune. Oh, no, they didn't. Yes, me. they did. No, not to you, but the studios. Yeah,
6: because, I mean, when I did my first movie, um, the producer was always, in a sense, uh, not jealous, not the word jealous. It was... Um, What's antagonistic that guy's name? in some way. I, Ray Stark. Ray Stark.
0: He, right.
6: He was so competitive with me in a way, which I don't.
0: You're talking understand. about on Funny Girl.
6: Yeah, on Funny Girl. Um, you know, I was happy to get. I would have paid them to do the movie. I remember when my agent said to me, Marty Ehrlichman, my manager, said to Ray, "Give her a dollar." And just give her a piece of the profits. But he wouldn't take the deal. Marty was sure it would be a hit. I I and my agent said to me, look, you can do that. You can play uh, pussyfooting with, with Ray. But he may cut off his nose, I thought, despite his face. So I said, no, I'll take the deal, giving him three more movies. Um, because I don't know, you know, he's, he used to put in the newspapers, oh, Anne Bancroft is going to play funny girl in the movies, you know, or Carol Burnett. And I was scared that he might do that. So can you
0: imagine after you made the role big on Broadway that they would have taken Anne Bancroft and given it to her? Yeah. You uh, you would have killed yourself. she,
6: She felt that she couldn't sing. I couldn't take the chance of losing that role. So I said, give him what he wants, you know, it doesn't matter. But so- he had an option to give me an extra little bit of payment, you know, or just buy, buy me out with some money or give me 5% of the profits. It was something like that. And I, uh, I chose the profits, but he said, no, I'm giving you the, the extra money instead. He wouldn't give me the profits. It was a very little bit of the profits. I have no idea how much any movie made,
0: or anything. So, well, so in other words, you weren't consumed with the business end of things. But no. um, I mean, nowadays everybody knows what a movie makes. They they print it. Everybody knows what's going right. on.
6: Right. 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 Right.
0: So the no, idea that
6: the, yeah right so
0: so the idea that you made this fortune in the film industry i didn't
6: uh, make a fortune this is what i'm trying to tell you marty said you know marty uh, made a deal for my television shows and i said and i had you know i had a lot of nerve i guess to say it but because i wanted to be an actress whether it was my record concert or anything i said you know i i uh don't care if i get the record contract i want to be an actress so all i want is creative control i don't want anyone telling me to change the songs i like and do some pop songs or something like that i sing the songs that appeal to me as an actress that i could get behind the lyric and you know play a certain kind of part in each song or use you know, my experience in acting classes, you know, the way the method was, you know, using sense memories or whatever. That was intriguing to me. And believing in, did I knock this out of my ear?
0: Put your headphone? I'm, you 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 uh, I'm putting you M- back. Barbara, this point is, okay. Wait the, the a minute. Point, Wait a okay. minute. Oh, you, you took out your headphone. I'm going to put it back. i going to put it back. Okay. okay you, you can are. hear me now? Okay. Yeah. Uh, much to this point in
6: other words i said i have to have creative control and he got it for me in other words when i said when we started to make television shows i said you know i'm i can't be like dinah shaw and have guest stars and i'm not that charming i'm not that cute you know i mean i'm i mean i'm not that sweet whatever you want to call it you know judy was so lovely i adored being on her show, Judy Garland, Dinah Shore was so lovely, but I said, I, I see it differently. I see a one woman, you know, more filmic show. Um, and that became the show in Bergdorf Goodman and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody was telling Marty, you're going to, you're going to ruin her career. But Marty fought for me and got me that creative control. And, uh, You know the show worked
0: you talk about bad business deal so you had 10 percent of the money for what's up uh, what's up doc the movie what's up doc how
6: stupid yes that's right Uh, this is
0: this is what i'm talking about you were going to get you participate in the profits. you go to an early screening people aren't laughing at the film you say to yourself oh shit there, this movie's going to tank. I better get my money up front. You gave away ten percent of the gross.
6: I gave away. It went to fifteen percent after break even. <laughs> it yeah. was worse than that, Howard. Yes. I actually gave it up because my business manager said, "You, you need the cash. You have no money." <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh and so I sold out for two million dollars. And I remember Peter Bogdanovich saying, "What are you crazy?" Him and Ryan kept their percentage and. It, they probably, made, they made a fortune. I didn't. I had to wow. go and sing, you know, to to do that.
0: Aren't you glad you came along when you did? I mean, I look totally. at this. Oh, my God. Look at this industry that you came up in. You know, yeah. back in the day, you put out a record album. You sold 245 million albums. You got paid by how many you sold uh a movie at least you could potentially participate in the gross tv show you get right that's right look at look at how the world has changed in the time that we've been alive. radio now is completely absurd it it doesn't exist it's like podcasting is the thing it's weird it's like i wouldn't even know where to begin if i had to develop a career today you know what i mean right 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 do any of these kids come to you and say barbara you've done it all i was watching you i was watching recently your yeah. Central Park concert, when you did the Central Park concert and you're, you're singing for 150,000 people. And yeah. you know where my mind went right away? Taylor yeah, where Swift. Where did it go? My mind went to Taylor Swift. Like, she's oh. having all this attention right now. But I was like, whoa, she could learn from Barbara.
6: Barbara's oh, no. done
0: all this already.
6: She has her own thing. It's great. I mean, it's, it's great. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her success, you know? I but think when it's I watch
0: that performance, the concert in the park that you did, yeah. you write about all these nerves you have and you're going to throw up. Right. And, a, and I see this person who's so calm in front of 150,000 people. Like you're talking to them like you're talking to three people. There's yeah. a comfort on that stage that doesn't reflect what's going on with you internally.
1: It's
6: true. I mean, I'll focus on the, 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 the little boy, you know, in his mother's arms and they were all sitting on the ground. You know, on blankets, we didn't have chairs, and i felt I felt the love of the audience it was um it was quite special. I wasn't scared well, I was scared too, but I was
0: always scared um why do you think you were always scared like i mean th- th- you describe even at that concert you forgot the words to one of the songs and you didn't right. perform again for 27 years that, i don't understand right. that you're well but why what went through your mind like i'm not good I'm. i suck i'm i'm never gonna perform again no no what no happened no, to you?
6: no it's like well i think i was getting attacked i think i was getting attacked you know i that's why I stopped giving interviews. You know, the press was.
0: Why, was were, like they being... so, why were they so fucking hostile to you? I watched this um, 60 Minutes interview you did with that. Oh, my God. That, uh, yeah, that fucking Mike. Wallace. hostile. Yeah. The guy says to you, you're yeah. sitting there with Mike Wallace on 60 Minutes. You're talk, talking about some of the greatest triumphs of your life. This guy yeah. sits there with an arrogance. It pissed me off. He goes, you know, Barbara, you're very self-centered.
7: Can you you say to him,
0: good for you saying to him, hey, Mike, you invited me on your show. You asked me questions. Of course, I'm self. I'm answering the questions that you're asking me. Right. The guy guy was openly hostile to you. And at the end of the interview, he goes, you know, I'm beginning to like this girl. Like it's sitting in judgment. I mean, I've never seen him do that with anyone else but you.
6: Did you ever see the PME shows the before that sixty minute show? The
0: no, no, I didn't.
6: He was hostile then because, you know, I had to tell him. I said, you know, I sang on the show, but Mike, I also can talk, and you can just pretend you go into my pocketbook and pull out my ring of keys. You know, this is the, and then I can explain to you about. How I sleep around (laughs) different apartments, right? So, in other words, I was—I'm thinking like a director then. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm on the stage, you know, doing. uh, I can get if you're wholesale at 19, and I'm telling the Arthur who hired me, you know, how I'd like to sing it in the chair as a secretary in a secretarial chair. And so I didn't realize that's what I was always thinking of the vision of the whole. I wasn't thinking like an actress, you know,
0: you know, So do you just think he Mike resented art. you? Do you huh? think Mike do you think Mike Wallace resented you because you offered I do, a suggestion? I, do. I think wow.
6: I yeah, I, I stepped out of my place. I was just supposed to sing and shut up, you know, or wow. uh, when that worked, my talking Then I was asked back many times to talk. Sure. Actually. Because, I mean, this was the truth. And again, the truth is so powerful. I was reading Health Magazines by J.R. Rodale. I think um, my mother was into health. Maybe that's one of the reasons I read that magazine. But I would read, you know, articles about, you know, when a cow's calf develops teeth and he hurts her udders because she is now biting her the the adult woman pushes the child away so does that how does that affect human the human when a child you know develops all its teeth should he not drink milk anymore in other words i was always interested in other things you know, not just even writing the book was hard for me because I can't just concentrate on me. I'm much more interested in the book I wrote first, you know, about design, architecture, color. You know, I love the cinematographer Vittorio Stararo, and we've wanted to work together and we bound we bind we bonded over color. You know, the, the, the effect of colors, I, I it's too complicated to, to discuss, actually. No, but, I know what um, you're
0: saying. And in a way, you moved away from Mike Wallace and his meanness, because I, I got to tell you something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a point in that interview, I just got to mm-hmm. say, you mm-hmm. open up to him. And in a very vulnerable moment, you say, my mm-hmm. stepfather, you, you're explaining to him your life. And mm-hmm. you explain to him, Mike. My stepfather never spoke with me. And he looks at you Mm -hmm. and he goes, ah, come on. You expect us to believe your stepfather never talked to you? I wanted to take this guy and throw him through a window. I mean, what the fuck? What is that? Do you know
6: that many, many years later he apologized to me on television?
0: What good is that?
6: But I know he made me cry because he photographed my mother saying, well, she doesn't have time to talk to her mother. You know, I mean, it was like I didn't have time. And it certainly wasn't, you know, I watched my daughter-in-law and her mother. Her mother has become, be, her mother has become my dear friend. So I love both of them. Do you see what I mean? In other yeah. words, you have to be kind
0: to people. Oh, especially your own child. I mean, your mother yeah. if your mother had been sympathetic to the fact that you were fatherless. And you needed more love. She needed to provide more love than, than a mother really, um, a mother who has a, a partner would have to provide. She had, a, in a sense, become mother and father and she checked out. She checked but out then on you.
6: W- what I'm saying is that I was angry for a long time. And then, you know, by the end of the book, I totally forgive my mother. Um, I understand her jealousy. I mean, what if I or you couldn't have made it in so-called show business? Oh. You know, we would have... We have to be thankful for our parents, whoever they are, um, and think about the good things in life and not the negative. That's what I've tried to do, you know, my whole time in therapy is try to be thankful i'm thankful for my i've been married to my husband for 27 years i mean 25 years married two years together because i wasn't sure if i wanted to get married again but it's like you know we're very close and we get closer as we get older and i'm really looking forward to having time to not have to talk about my life but just experience life
0: what do you think you're going to do, Barbara, with the rest of your time on this planet? Do you think you're going to become I'll have so time. Reclusive? You know,
6: the first thing I did when I finished my book was read another person's book, not a, a biography or an autobiography. No, 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 no. I wanted to read a novel. You know, I wanted to get away from what I had to do and just get into the pleasure of reading someone else's book. And it was so fun. You know, because the last time I read a book before these 10 years was, you know, a book that I couldn't put down. I couldn't wait to leave a dinner party so I could get back to my book in my bed.
0: You think Um, you're going to be satisfied now that you've completed this 10 year project of the book Mm -hmm. that you're essentially going to retire from show business and and do everything that you ever wanted to do? Uh, when you had free time, or you know, something's gonna, I think what's gonna happen is well, something's yeah, gonna come up you for think? you. I think something's gonna come up and you're gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go work on that. It's well, your nature.
6: I hope you're right, but the reason I wrote the book in my, in the first place was because I couldn't get two of the movies I wanted to make.
0: How None, is that possible? How is that possible? Like, Clint Eastwood still directs. Uh, you talk about people who are older but who are great directors. Right. Right. what what is it with you that you couldn't get these movies made you've 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 made some of the biggest movies on the planet what who would who would say no to you
6: I don't know I don't know I don't know uh I wanted to end my career with playing gypsy. It's a role that as I got older, I was offered to play it on stage uh through the years you know. Julie Stein wanted me to do it. Arthur Lawrence wanted me to do it. I said, I'm not ready and I'm, I'm not ready to play it. And now, because I wanted to direct it and I could see the, you know, every frame and just be in it. Um, Stephen Sondheim, who I adored working with. Um, because that was a very creative time in my life with him. We were both so open to uh, change things and make it new, but his same songs, but looking at them again, and he was so open to change. It was uh, incredible. But he wouldn't, he said, you either direct the movie or you act in it, but you can't do both.
0: I mean, but after Prince of Tides and after... That's right, Yentel I said, place. "Did you
6: not like my the movies?" I know I, I like them, but I think this role is too difficult. But that's not true. As I wrote, I wrote a a synopsis of how every scene would work. You know, well, when there are someone... things in life that you can't have. What? It was
0: very sad for me. That is sad. Um, Uh, But 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 that's sad because you're somebody who won a Tony, a Grammy, an Oscar. uh, uh, I mean, by how old were you? By the time you're 27, you'd won every single award uh, that there is to get. They call EGOT.
6: You know, yeah, but there are certain things that you can't have. I can never have a father. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the reality of my life. I can never have a you know a um I wish I had more children. Um I can never have that. There are certain things you can't have. You got to face the reality of it.
0: But does it does that apply to your career in the sense that uh, I I would bank on you directing another movie and starring in another movie. I uh, I would I-, I
6: wouldn't star in another movie too. Too much of a pain in the ass, you know, to get your hair done, your makeup, and nah, I don't, I'm not. But directing, um, I could direct another movie, and I have one, but it's like my fourth choice of a movie to direct. It's not the two I wanted to direct. One was Gypsy. about Margaret Bork-White. I had several things that I want I wanted to uh do Catherine the Great and then all of a sudden somebody else did Catherine the Great. Um, she was a fascinating character to me. Um, I wanted to do the that's Margaret Burke White story and then it was on television. I wanted to do a picture called Triangle about the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire. That became on television. And they did a pretty good job. So, what was I going to do with it again? You know, I had a different take on it, but, um, because it was a triangle love story as well. But I sometimes I just give up too easily. And then the other part of me doesn't give up for 50 years to get those two scenes back in the way we were.
0: You it's see what crazy. I mean? You know what it really struck crazy. me? You know what well, struck me in the book? I'm talking about yeah. big picture stuff. How little awareness you had mm. that you were not a good singer, but a great singer. Like, do you have a regret that you didn't study music, you know, piano, guitar as a young, like that? It almost is weird. It's like you, <laughs> you read the first I'm talking about the first many chapters. There's right. really no indication that you would have become a superstar singer. It, right it's like you were like i think i have a good voice kids in the neighborhood yeah, think yeah, i have yeah, a good yeah, voice that's right right right, but right. It's, it's weird that you didn't know you were musical you know it well strikes i mean me I, as I, odd.
6: I knew i had a good voice because people said it in the neighborhood i could hear the echo in the in my uh apartment building in the where, where we walk into the apartment building in brooklyn it had a nice echoed sound but i mean i i I just wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be somebody I wasn't. Right. I wanted to live through other characters. You know, seeing Marlon Brando when I was 13 years old, that's the only time. I didn't know that time, you know, there were time sets. You go into the beginning of a movie to the Lois Kings. I didn't know. I just went when I went. Right. And then I had to sit through another movie to see Marlon Brando again because uh, I couldn't believe his his acting and his face the beauty of him as well as his acting oh my god it just changed my life i'm
0: I'm glad you you brought up marlon brando because i was moved by that in the book so mm-hmm. um, you you were enamored with Marlon Brando, as many yeah. people were. You see him in the movies. You can't believe it. Yeah. Then yeah. let's fast forward in your life. You become a musical yeah. sensation. You get a three-picture deal. They throw a party for you in Hollywood. And who's sitting at the party when you're feeling all shy? Marlon Brando. He right. cozies up to you. The two of you are like two peas in a pod.
6: Well, and he's the d- only person I wanted to talk to when I found out he was there.
0: But you don't really, I can't tell and, oh, from the book.
6: Oh, that's it. You know, but wait a minute. That party you just reminded me of, because yeah. I was focused on, because I was very shy. In other words, I can be shy and I can also be, you know, uh, a loud mouth. I mean, right. uh, I was shy, so I was, there's all these movie stars there, you know, Gregory Peck and uh, uh whatever then all the big stars were there John Wayne. We happened John Wayne yeah uh but the person i wanted to talk to was Marlon but i was too afraid to go over to him but then, do you understand that? I, so there's press there, and he had press on the set when I was making Funny Girl. And I had the most fantastic relationship with the two men making the movie Funny Girl. The director, William Wyler, and my cameraman, Harry Stradling. I mean, that was divine. That was divine to give me men who were so strong in their own belief in themselves that they weren't threatened when I had ideas. When I would show Willie, you know, this is the this is a scene from a Funny Girl in Boston. This is one in Philadelphia. If it's anything you like, you know, we could add them. And he would choose certain things and not. The first day of shooting, I gave him an idea for my entrance. Now, nobody talked about me in a negative way these guys were my buddies you know they we were a team but the press was there a ray let press on the set and they were women and women get jealous of other women and um the the negative press that came out oh she's taking over the set she's telling willie Wiley what to do nothing like that they don't understand collaboration they don't understand i played that part a thousand times literally on broadway you know in london and i was so sick of it but i could look at it objectively because i did play it so many times you know that they were open to my ideas but the women press people just made me into I don't, what do you call that? Made me into a... um
0: Well, they, they, uh, the scapegoat or devil or whatever the hell you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, they yeah. they, they yeah, attacked yeah, you, yeah. you know?
6: Yeah. The exactly.
0: diva, you know? Uh, you're a that, diva. Yeah. Now,
6: I ain't a diva. I'll tell you that.
0: But you get you know? that reputation because of this press, because you're a woman who had thoughts about how you want to handle a character. Any man would do the same thing. Uh, of course. You know, you know course. it's so crazy. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, this, the, 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 the thing that, uh, I mean, there's so many things in your life that blow me away. Um, I was, I, I, am getting back to this point about Marlon Brando. I take it from reading the book. At least I got the impression. Mm-hmm. Many times he came on to you. He told you he wanted to fuck you. I mean, he was that blatant about it. <laughs> but I, I th- said th-
6: to my editor, can I just say F dash dash K?
0: Why do I respond that? You- Why does that make you uncomfortable? Because
6: that's the shy part of me. I don't.
0: Marlon looked at you. He whispered in your ear. He says, "I want to fuck you."
6: And I said to him, "That sounds horrible." (laughs) And then, because it was so, it was just so. No, I like romance. I like, I like getting to know someone. I don't. But I mean, it was intriguing. It was flattering. But then he said something that I have always thought. I have always thought when I went to museums alone as a teenager and looked at the art, I thought this is something I'd like to share with someone that means something to me. I'd like to have a partner in this. And he said that incredible thing that was romantic to me. I'd like to go to a museum with you. I said, when are we going? So this sounds like
0: Marlon Brando, the way you describe in the book, it's an ongoing relationship that you guys would talk on the phone for hours all Mm -hmm, the time. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It seems to me that the relationship was consummated, that in fact, the two of you did become lovers, but you don't spell it out for us.
6: No, 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 no. No, never true. It's not true. Yeah, it never happened. Right, because I wouldn't, when he said to me, you know, I want you to come to the desert with me and we'll stay in the desert overnight. I thought, what the hell? What am I going to carry a toothbrush and a bottle of water? I mean, <laughs> I think practically, you know. Yeah, you're what not I mean? looking
0: for camping experiences. No, you I mean, had enough uh, of that. Uh, yeah.
6: But it was great to go with him for the day. You know, it was great to be with him and have him talk about his experiences and he was talking to me about making the movie um Last Tango in Paris. So we could talk to each other like uh our whole experience, our childhoods, our mothers and fathers, and and that's when I knew. Did I tell you about seeing him on television on no. Edward R. Murrow? No. Edward R. Murrow had Marlin on television and, uh, his father was on with him. And when the uh, Edward, M- Edward R. Murrow asked the father, what do you think of your, your son's talent or some sentence like that? His father went, eh, you know, he's, he didn't say, eh, cause he wasn't, <laughs> he's from the Midwest. He's, uh, he's okay. You know, nice. it was like it, it went right to my heart. Right. I felt like, you know, Wallace talked to me like that. Yeah. Um, I knew Marlon and I had a lot to communicate about.
0: Did it, did it um, blow your mind that this guy you used to watch in the movies who had this perfect face and the perfect lips yeah. and the way yeah, you describe yeah, yeah. him? Did right. it blow your mind that you'd gotten to a point in show business where you're hanging out with this guy in the desert? I mean, it's just got to be yeah, mind-blowing, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, I, because I was also outside myself. You know, the self was sitting. We, we stopped at a luncheonette, you know, that had like, uh, it's like you see in the movies, you know, like the luncheonettes in the Midwest. There's yeah. three stools and one other customer, you know, and the guy behind the counter. And I'm thinking to myself, I am sitting here in this little Fakakta, you know, hamburger joint. Yeah. uh, And I'm with Marlon Brando. Yes. In other words, I couldn't be, I couldn't not think that that was the truth, you know?
0: Yeah. Is that the best part of fame, though? The people that you got to hang with? I mean, it's a dizzying array of really special people. Yes, The people. people
6: that I've admired Sidney Poitier, Gregory Peck. You know, I was, I met, when I met Gregory Peck, he was so gorgeous too.
3: Right.
6: And uh, I, um, when I met him, oh, I was looking for houses and I went into his house. And I opened the closet to see, you know, I always look at closet space. You and I talked about closets at Donna Karad's house.
0: I know, I remember. Your
6: wife's closet, that was yeah. amazing.
0: You were supposed uh, to come over and look it over, but yeah, I you know, didn't. I know, but I, yeah, you I were didn't.
6: Busy. I, I really wanted to. Yeah. Next time I'm there, I'm going to come see it. You have to. But um, the closet had a, it was a record, records were in the closet. Hmm. And, you know, I I had my own shelf. Gregory Peck had a shelf that, you know, named Barbara Barbara Streisand. Streisand and all my records with that was like so thrilling. But when I went over to him, when I met him in person another time. My question to him was. Do you ever feel bad when people talk about your looks first rather than your acting? Like, I mean, that's what interested me. Right. You know, I can't say, oh, I'm you know, I'm a big admirer. I mean, uh, my first, I don't talk that way. I just go right to the point kind of thing. Isn't It's it great, part though? of the fact that I never really learned manners because I never had anyone teach me. I was like this wild kid. You know, I came home from school or did- went to a, a class, uh, a ballet class or something, and then ate my dinner over a pot. That my mother left
0: me. No family dinner hour? No. No.
6: I so admired my friend Maxine Edelstein, I remember her name was. They sat down at 6 o'clock. I had to leave now. She has 6 o'clock. She sat down with her family at a table. I thought, isn't that great? To sit down at a table like that with your family.
0: So... It's heartbreaking. Did you did you have any element in your career of like the fuck you attitude like where, hey, anyone who was ever mean to me in my life, I'm gonna show them. Did you ever no. did, did no. you ever have that drive at all? No. Like anger with people who are mean to you?
6: Um It was my mother that I wanted to prove I could be something when she said, look, You know, you got to take typing classes, and you got to find a job, like, in the school system. Your father was a teacher, but you could be a secretarial person in the school system, and you get your vacations, you get summer off with pay, and that's when I grew my nails.
0: (laughs) Smart. You can't type.
6: So so I could never type. I could be a switchboard operator, which I was at some point, you know, and I did all my accents tried out my acting
0: you had something in the book that i couldn't believe you said the what? idea and i'm, I'm going to say it the wrong way but it's the idea you said it's really um the idea of the dream of being famous yeah is so much better than the right. reality of being famous that's right and and i thought about it, i go i don't think i yeah. agree with that i had this you don't mis- think you agree with no it? i feel like my existence was miserable i needed to be famous and that fame gave me a level of comfort with oh. myself that i needed really? yeah but you feel the exact opposite way what is it that's so horrible about the reality of becoming famous i would think oh i realized my dream
6: well a that press i got right from the start you know like she's that wasn't true it was like they didn't understand how i could You know, my first picture out, be in conversation with Willie. Willie used to, you know, love it. He took me to lunch all the time to discuss things and my ideas. And Harry wrote me letters after we, because he was a father figure to me. And he wrote me letters after Funny Girl was over. And he said, you know, I I mean, he was so ahead of his time, even though he was an old timer in a sense. Um, And he said, you know, we could do a film together with a low budget we don't have to go through the studios can you imagine you'll wow. direct wow. and act and he always signed his letters i mean oh god you know what i forgot to put letters in my book i should have put these pictures of the letters someday when we do a second edition maybe I'll be able to show people the letters, and but he always signed it.
0: Le- huh? You read you read pieces of letters and things in the book. I
6: did in that. That's yeah. right in the audio book. Well, so you heard, he always signed his letters "love and kisses." You know what would happen if a person signed "love and kisses"? Today, you'd get arrested.
0: Right? <laughs> I mean, it's so true.
6: I mean, he-, he was so. Come on, let's do this. You'll direct and act in it, and you know. I mean. <laughs> And Willie too. Willie, Willie was divine with me. I mean, he just encouraged me. He, I can't even explain it. It was such a fabulous experience making Funny Girl, you know. Then because my second picture was so different.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to do something here. I want to ask you mm -hmm. about a couple of musical things because the musical career is insane, and I don't think people will get this from the book that. Yeah. You know, you never envisioned being a big musical star. You never dreamt about putting out albums as a kid. You, that wasn't your thrust. You just wanted to be an actress. But yeah. the music thing is what got you your big shot at acting because, yeah. you know, music opened up the door for everything. And here's, yeah, yeah, you see, yeah, in a yeah. way, again, it's confusing because here you are um, at nine years old. Your mother must have recognized something in you because she took you for an audition.
6: When I was 13, you, because yeah. she wanted to make a record. She recorded first. Right. She made the record. And then I said, I, I can, I'll make a record, too. And uh, so we both made records.
0: On one Go of ahead. your records, you you, on one of but, on, but on one of your yeah. records, you included your mother singing, and I thought this was interesting. Mother? mother,
6: mother, then you again. This mother.
0: is your mother. Come
6: sing a song. <laughs> 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 the grass,
4: no, stop that again. Now. <laughs> <laughs> the no, yes. again. Father has a business strictly <laughs> second hand.
6: Everything from two. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Because it's, but this is from, this is not from this record, is it? It's from another.
0: No, that's right. It's right. But, well, you put it oh, on a record. Oh, on Just
6: for the Record. When I did an album called Just for the Record. That's right. It's things that you could never hear on a record. You know, it's not a compilation of my
0: my hits. But do you Isn't think that you, funny? But, n- but do you think you put this out? To give your mother something that you felt bad for her, so you had to hand over. Yes, I did. That's sad to me. Why do we need to do that? Why do we need to give our oppressor gifts?
6: You know, because that's uh, that's humanity. That's being. That's a more. You didn't have the right therapist, honey. I swear to God, you have to. You have to accept that. Enjoy. I mean, honestly, that's
0: uh, I think you had the wrong therapist. I think you gave over to your mother (laughs) that moment because you didn't you you feel guilty having all this success and your mother didn't have this success, but she didn't deserve the success. You're the reason you're successful. Your mother had nothing to do with it. She only stood in your
6: way. No, no, that's not. In other words, I don't look at life that way. How you gotta come over to the dark side. You gotta, you gotta gotta (laughs) change your therapist. Uh, there's, there's beauty to be had in the gift, the gift of life, first of all, and even the gift of not quite believing in me gave me the energy behind that to make it happen, to fulfill my
0: own dream. I'm gonna play this for you. This is you at thirteen years old. It's yeah. a song called You'll Never Know.
6: <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the easiest record I ever made. Yeah.
0: Why was it easy? Because you just didn't put any you know, you were just singing. Pure joy. There you go. You'll
3: never know just how much i miss you
0: interesting song too are you singing this and to your yeah, father
6: i didn't know it at the time but i was obviously i Who think else so did i miss
0: that's what brings a tear to my eye
6: isn't that I, interesting i didn't even know because the mind is so fascinating you know that we do things that we're unaware of, why, what's the question, but it makes us who we are
0: are you sad right now?
6: well, now that I put my father to those lyrics because I think when I was singing it I don't know why I even chose the song, but then later why am I you know, why
0: am I sad right now, and you're not.
6: Well I am um, I can feel a bit of tears, you know, yeah. raising up in my eyes now that you said well, you're singing about your father. You're making me aware of something that I was not that conscious of at thirteen years old.
0: And you're singing this, I think, in front of your mother, right? Yeah. And I feel like you're saying to your mother, Do you hear my sadness? I miss my father, and you don't talk to me about my father. You don't tell me about my father, and you right. don't explain As the world to me. If he didn't
6: exist, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. But that's this is what was so interesting about that when I listened to it afterwards, after I sang it, I I prepared with this pianist my mother hired from the Borscht Belt, right, and all of a sudden something came out of my voice that I didn't. Ask for. I mean,
0: hey, I didn't to prepare.
6: Speak your name
0: Do you think this is good? Are you critical of this? Right. I think this is. I can't believe no one noticed that you were a great singer when you were doing this. I mean, it, don't you think it's weird?
6: Well, put it this way: my mother took me to audition for MGM. Right. Actually, who ended up making Yentl? Right. Um, and I thought I sang in a you know glass booth that's when i was 9 and nobody hired me
3: right so it's i didn't know
6: you know i thought you know i'm okay i never had that swelled head cuz my mother didn't let me have it so you know maybe it's all good it's all good it's all good
0: this idea that your career in acting wasn't going anywhere when you were young. And you said, well, you heard about this uh, contest at the Lion. Yeah. It's a club, a small club. And they were having a contest. Mm-hmm. And you right. were making no money. You had nowhere to live. Right. And uh, it is a $50 uh, prize. And you get the job at the Lion if and
6: you And you get dinners. And
0: dinners, which is yeah. a big deal. A big deal. And you're even shocked. You win the contest. You uh, yeah. sang a and bee. This This is from... from, uh,
6: It's not the line, but the Bonsoir?
0: This is from the Bonsoir, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was this song that won the contest. Yeah. This song is so weird, Barbara. Why? Because it's about a bee bee sleeping in your hand.
6: hand. Telling me.
0: When a bee is sleeping.
6: It's Harold Arlen's music that gets me. You're bewitched and the story and lets me play the part of this young girl you know I don't know whether he loves me back right. it gives me something it, it gives me a scene to play
3: with the morning news
0: right you know that's why I think you were such a big success as a musician as a mm-hmm. singer I feel you are acting out these songs in a way that right. other singers exactly. don't. You know,
3: right like you're
0: doing you're you're bringing something to your game here. You are becoming this young girl talking about this experience
6: right,
0: exactly.'t yeah, crazy. Why do you say this song, which is one of your signature songs? Yeah this is a happy days are here again. um you say, I never got this right. And I, I can't imagine what you're talking about.
6: You're talking about Happy Days Are Here Again.
0: Yeah, Happy Days right? Are Here Again. Yeah, this Go is it. Long,
6: time. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the end of it because it was always the ending that is wasn't this... right.
0: What do you see, mean by not I... right?
6: Can't you fast, did... fast forward to the end? Let me see. No? Right. Okay, hold here? on. Okay. I
0: can do it. Right. No, no. Listen, whatever you want, I can do. You know that.
3: Again, again, <laughs> hold
0: on.
6: Well, Almost let's there. hear a little bit more there. All right.
3: About it now. Happy days are here again.
5: Your cares
6: and troubles are I was being, I loved the irony of it. You know, because to me,
3: no more what's
6: a happy day?
3: From now on. What's happy
6: days about?
0: Well. I love that you had the wherewithal to change the song into like a ballad, sad song. You know, yeah. it used this well, song used again, to be a happy song.
6: Again, destiny was there. Okay, what do you mean, destiny? Because I was on the Gary Moore show, and every week on that show they picked a year, and that's the the music came from that year.
7: Here's the
0: end.
6: Now, wait, here's the end I hate, yeah.
3: Oh, you
0: you hate this. Terrible, terrible. What do you hate about that? (laughs) Why is that terrible?
6: Okay. The concept was great. I said to Peter Matz, I want it to be, it's like, it's coming to the end of the world. And he did that specifically. <laughs> and I had no time to change it orchestrally. I wanted it beautiful and big, not strange, not, not those chords. You see what too mean? I I wanted to, I wanted it, and when I sang it again over and over during the years, I did change it. So it was, it had that concept, but it was more interesting chords. Put it that way. It has to be beautiful, powerful, horrible but beautiful. You see what I mean?
0: Because you really got the pained look on your face when when I played that for you. You were like, oh, "What the yeah, hell is that?" It,
6: yeah, I. Uh, Because they weren't the chords I wanted.
0: It drives you crazy.
6: And I don't, you know, read music or anything, so I can't describe it. But I did it again many times, and I never ended up singing it on stage like that. But it was big and kind of powerful still, but it was better to the ears, you know, better to my ears anyway.
0: But your point um, is, I like yeah. the point you made just now, and you, we got interrupted because we were at the end of the song, but you yeah. said, wow, this was fate because Gary Moore used that, to pick a right. year. That's right,
6: thank you, thank you. Yeah, Because that year was 1929, that week. They played me songs from 1929. That's how I heard, Happy days are ever again. 1929, during the Depression. Aha, that's fate. In other words, how did that year end up to be 1929 so I could hear that song played fast and thought it would be great if it was told sadly and brilliantly the, um, the people on the show, <laughs> I never remember names, um, Kenny Welch, Kenny and Mitzi Welch, I got it, Uh, They were the writers on the show for the musical things. Um, They wrote me an intro to the song, and it became a scene I could play, which is a woman, New Year's Eve, who had just lost her fortune. Wow. So that I could act it, and I paid for the drinks with my jewelry.
1: Oh, God.
6: I paid for this drink with this earring. And that drink with that earring. And then the ending, the ending wasn't that, was it? What was the real ending? I forgot on the show. Mm -hmm. You don't have that, like from the show. What was the musicality of the show? I thought it was quite brilliant. Um, We should have just copied that ending. But that was fun to do, you know? I always felt grateful to Gary Moore, when he was giving out the Emmys, he was the, um, I think there were two people, Danny Thomas, who I adored, met him when I was 18 years old, my first time going to Hollywood, and Gary Moore from the Gary Moore Show, and I won the Emmy, it was like, wow, that was a real highlight in my life.
0: When you would make uh, TV appearances like on the Ed Sullivan show, the Gary Moore mm-hmm. show, the, yeah. um, the Judy Garland show, TV back then had such an impact, right? I mean, nowadays everything's so fragmented, but man, you'd go on there to sell an album or to sell a project mm-hmm. and it was instantaneous, right? I mean, you just would get such attention. But for you to go on the Judy Garland show, Judy Garland mm-hmm. has to be one of the greatest singers of all time, right? In your opinion? If not the greatest. Yeah. do you think you're the greatest singer of all time you can make a yeah you can make a good argument don't don't be uh, humble you you can make a good argument i
6: have to be humble no i have a very good voice judy has a great great voice
0: she's spectacular did you see her as tragic the way i see her i mean i felt her life was so sad
6: i did i did i did and working with her and and um she was kind and truthful, supportive, and she still grasped my hand when we were singing together. She was holding on to me, and I saw, you know, as I. She needed support. She needed support. She needed. Um, she had great people working for her, and Meltor May, um, I mean. We became close friends because we could identify with one another.
0: Well, what do you? What did you make of her life? In other words, she became so, at a very young age, really. She was in her forties. I mean, she became addicted to pills and everything. The business kind of well, killed she became,
6: her because she was a child actress, and right. she was fed all those pills to keep her up, to put her to sleep. Da 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 da. And I think you have to have that gene also, genetically, that makes you want to drink. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, When when she met you, do you think she was threatened by you at all? Like, you were this young girl with this fantastic voice, and now here comes, you know, Barbara, sitting on a stool right next to Judy. You
6: know, in other words, she was... (sighs) She was real you know she made a joke out of it she says barbara i hate you you know what i'm saying in other words right. one uses what you think we have we have different thoughts about people it's not one thing we're more complex than that you know i was thrilled to be singing with her
0: um, intimidated at all
6: i thought she sang so brilliantly that show yeah much better than me
0: did you really think that? Because And whose idea was it to take your song and her song and combine it them together? It wasn't mine.
6: It wasn't mine. So it was either hers or Mel Torme, I would think. So, and by the way, uh, one her conductor, Mort Lindsay, who I used too later on, even in that concert, um, you know, in Central Park. Yeah. So we... You know, she she came from a background that was so different than mine, but we still felt each other's pain somehow. You know, we were we were made out of the same
0: ilk, whatever. When you were on TV and she's, uh, you know, singing "Get Happy," you're doing "Happy Days Are Here right. Again." Do you know, in that moment, I am now creating one of the classic all-time greatest moments in television history do you do, are you aware oh, of it say, do, i you think, don't think i that? was
6: i i uh, maybe a little but i mean marty said you know that was just classic i mean and i mean i thought what a great idea the two of us singing together but you know it's just great uh, i was thrilled to be singing with
0: her it's unbelievable that this exists and it was kind yeah. of perfect. It's all one take, right? You're doing it in front of a live audience. Of it's course. Not like, yeah. st- of course.
3: Right. Yeah. Yes.
0: Does it give you chills to hear it?
3: Well, it... Above yeah. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, so let's it's sing good. A song. Come on.
0: Did you, did, did you rehearse this? great idea. You? I
6: think we did it
0: once. Jesus. Maybe that's why it was so great. Like you say, spontaneity is the best, right?
6: That's it. True and could go, spontaneity.
0: Even on albums, if you could go in the studio, Neil Young says this all the time, if he could just go in the studio, record it and leave, he says that's usually the best one. It's just right. even with the it's mistakes. Always,
6: it's usually my first take. Hallelujah that's why in the movies yeah in the movies also get that first take film the rehearsals right you know
0: this is a beautiful you're not moment you're gonna in your play are you gonna play no, the whole I'll, song okay. no i'll play this one though do you What's think this, this is your one? you don't know this song people it's called what is it? you did oh, it's called oh, no. people i can't believe you don't know this song i know this song
6: i do know this song oh yeah
0: listen to me oh do you have a good voice oh i'm terrific you should record with me go ahead let me hear oh my god
6: you have a vibrato and everything
0: (laughs) very good oh yeah you should sing more oh i've I've, many times uh, people ask me to sing but i'm much too shy you know that ah well you
6: know what it is you know you You, know that feeling
0: were you joking when you said I don't know where you said, I don't remember. I mean Yeah. But you said people who don't need people are the luckiest people in the world.
6: That was supposed to be funny. But when I said that to Julie Stein, I said, in a sense, you know, you could you could act it better if I said, Look, you know, it's like the song If I loved you, time and again da da da. You know, I would say those things if I loved you. So it's the same idea here. You know, I don't need people, but you'd know that I really need people. Yeah, but so I that, agree was a, with you. that was an interesting argument.
0: I like people, people who don't need people. but it doesn't people.
6: sing. People, people who don't need people, no, no. You but can't it's sing the story
0: it. of your life. If you didn't need your father and your mother, you'd be just fine. You know?
6: Yeah, yeah. Sadly, and you needed, needed people. I, 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 I didn't need them. But well, I you ended did. up needing them. But I need, I need the people in my, the life I have now. I need my husband. I need my son. I need grandchildren. I need my family now.
0: Do you worry about your voice um, because it's when you were reading the book? Yeah, uh, and the book comes out today. I by was the very
6: way. hoarse when I was reading the book. Really, I don't. Did you, I thought you Voice?
0: No, your voice sounded very youthful. Your singing voice. Do you? Wow. When you Do you ever wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to sing people right now so I can check no. that my voice is still strong?
6: No, no. You see, I accept whatever is. In other words, if my voice in my latest records, I'm sure I don't listen to my records after I make them and I don't see my films. So. I when I've. When did I make a last record, Jay? I mean, when did I do that? I don't even know. But I accept what it sounds like, meaning I am getting older. And if I have a little hoarseness or throatiness, and I I never warm up until I'm on my way in the car, you know, to try to sing a bit because it's too boring to do to do, do mean, exercises so i but it's not the last an exercise minute.
0: but do you ever sit at home and go you know i i don't know i do i still have it and then i'm gonna you know because you, well, you know what
6: one yeah if before i'm gonna record i'll rehearse the song so i'll be listening to my voice but if it's not it's not like it i sound when i was you know 20 years old when i was 30 40 it, the voice changes, and that's the reality of it. That's life, and it's a different sound, maybe. So that's. So what's wrong with it?
0: Isn't it amazing how experts can fuck you up? You describe in the book how you went to a vocal coach when you were very young. Once and I went. Once, yeah. You go, and the person. I want to see um,
6: what it's like. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the person said to you, "The song you sing about a beach says, "Don't yeah. say bee. Go. Be, be. Make an
6: oval. Uh, yeah. Make your mouth oval. I say, well, "Oh, oval- like. the word is "bee." I have to say, <laughs> "When a bee lies sleeping, When a bee I can't say "When a bee I look funny.
5: <laughs> first of all.
6: you know what I mean? It didn't and make sense and- I was always very logical.
0: Yeah, you got up mind. and walked away. You didn't get sucked into the no, bullshit. Right. You I thought yeah, that's no right, yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know the pain of not being nominated for a director as uh, on Yento. That really bugged the shit out of you, right? You could, you could say, ah, I don't it care about awards.
6: It... Well, I would have loved to win, of course, but the point is, I knew I wouldn't.
0: What what do you mean you knew you wouldn't? I just knew
6: that even the women
0: directors,
6: and there were only, no, there were women actresses? Actresses, yeah. I knew they wouldn't vote for me.
0: Wow. How horrible.
6: But there were so few women in the director's guild, or the, you know, so it was like, it's not my time, you know? It's not... It's okay. I got to make the movie I wanted.
0: Yeah. But in retrospect, do you think you should have gone to the Oscars and like you did? You were the the movie was nominated for five Oscars. Um, Should (laughs) you have gone or, or are you glad you didn't show up at the Oscars when they didn't nominate you for best director?
6: I, I forgot why I didn't. What did I say in the book? Remind me. Did I say something about that?
0: You you were vague. You kind of like didn't say. Yeah. I just I I kind of surmised that you felt hurt by the industry. That hey, th- this was a great film. You knew it was great. It I, really I was. No,
6: look, I thought it was a good film. I thought you know we're lucky to get five nominations. I thought I just don't want to be there with all the people and the lights i've never liked the lights and the crowds and the people shoving microphones in my face no i never liked that part of
0: stardom when you uh, won the oscar for funny girl mm-hmm. that outfit you wore to the academy awards what don't an talk outfit. about it well, no, i'm gonna talk about it i i oh. mean for that for back in the day i mean you were showing it off well, that I didn't body. know. I told, as I wrote
6: in the book, in my dressing room, those plastic, they were plastic sequins. They weren't real sequins. <laughs> right. They were plastic. So when the hot lights hit them, you saw through it. I didn't, nobody in my dressing room, my husband at the time, the the uh, the man who designed it, you know, uh, Skazi, <laughs> uh my hairdresser at the time. I mean, nobody noticed
0: that you saw through it. It was sexy. I mean, I was like, what oh, am I watching God, here? My, my God. God, I mean, I'm seeing Teddy. No,
6: I'll tell you how I thought, by the way. I tried on my much more conservative dress, but I had to put my hair up. We had no time. I came right from the set of Clear Day. On a Clear Day, you can see forever. I didn't have time to take off the wig and redo my hair. It's like a practical thing was to wear that outfit, okay? And I'll tell you my thought. My thought, and I don 't know how I thought, but it's again, if you can imagine it it'll it can happen, right, yeah, I thought to myself, self, I think you're going to win two Oscars in your lifetime, so in the second time i'll wear something you know I'll wear the other outfit, but this first time. Maybe it's the youthful look of the white collar and cuffs and the bow. It goes with, and practically, I have no time to take off this wig from the movie. But I'll probably win another one someday. Can you imagine? Really? Wow. And that's when I will, I designed the second outfit when I sang the song that I wrote, Evergreen. Um. In three layers, and I had was fooling around with henna colored hair. So I made it out of, I mean, I did, I designed it. I didn't make the dress, but in layers of that rust color. You know what I'm saying? In other words, yeah. I saw ahead. I saw my future.
0: That's unbelievable. I mean, that's confidence because most people don't get a second shot at an Oscar. You know, I mean, you, it's just, it's incredible. But that outfit was great. Oh, I good. mean, as a man, I looked at that. I could see wow. tush. I saw it all. I mean, I basically. Oh no! You weren't I feel like,
6: supposed to see that. Well,
0: but a nice ass. I mean, uh, really? Okay.
6: Okay. Right. Well, then you, you know must it. have. You did you really like the movie Owl and the Pussycat?
0: I did like Owl and the Pussycat. I liked that outfit you ran around in. I of thought course. it was very good. Of course. Was that, that the movie? Was cute. Is that the movie where you said "fuck"? Were you because because? Yeah, right. I mean,
6: can you imagine for saying one "fuck off"? That's my character. Yeah, perfect line for that character. Absolutely. That movie was an X. We couldn't
0: unbelievable.
6: Can you imagine in those days that was forbidden?
0: Why did they leave the word "fuck"? Forbidden. I mean, they rated that X. Yeah, you are kidding me. So that must have hurt the box office.
6: Yeah, it probably did. I enjoyed making that movie, though, because Buck Henry wrote it in three weeks. Um, It was just fun to play with George Segal and Herb Ross. You know, it was just fun.
0: You didn't end up in bed with George Segal.
6: Well, I'm not going to tell you whom I ended up in bed with.
0: Ryan O'Neill.
6: I'm not going to tell you that. That's I'm not yes. going to say Warren anything Beatty. out loud.
0: Say it softly. Warren
6: Beatty and I did have a little fling. I had met him when I was 15, 16 years old as a babysitter for my acting teacher while he was the star of A Hatful of Rain in Summerstock. Were you floored and by the man? You day, Warren by his... calls me on my birthday every year,
0: and we talk about it. Were you floored by his beauty? A more beautiful man, physically beautiful.
6: Uh, you're talking about Warren?
0: Warren. I mean, you very, must...
6: Very handsome, but his skin was very white. It was too
0: white th- for me. But nice teeth.
6: He, he tried to seduce me, asking me to cue him. I was, you know, 16. And he's going, <laughs> cue me? I said, what's cue you mean?
0: What you does know? that mean? What is he talking about?
6: That means go over the lines with him. <laughs> oh,
0: I see. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a, what a, uh, geez, what a list. I mean, it's fantastic. Bob Dylan, listen to this. I'm reading this book. <laughs> Bob Dylan claims he wrote Lay, Lady, Lay when he was thinking about you.
6: Well, that just made me quell. I mean, that was so yeah. lovely because we we came to be famous at the same time. He was We were singing in clubs in the village, you know. Uh, I never quite
0: you quite got him. What? Say it you never again? Qu- I'm going to say you never quite got him. I'm finishing the sentence for you because...
6: Yeah, in other words, I never... My boyfriend, Richard Baskin, at one point in the early 80s, um, you know, thinks he's the most brilliant, but uh, I never could quite understand... The sound or the, the lyrics. I was too
0: dumb, I guess. No, I you weren't dumb. It was completely different than what you were about and what you were doing. Bob Dylan I guess was so, a whole... And
6: the t- at the time, I didn't get the Beatles either. And now, right. you know, I love both of them. So I just was into my own, you know, old-fashioned melodies and lyrics that I could act. I mean, it was different, but we all came out at the same time.
0: I love the story in the book. Um, at some point, you became fascinated by the singer-songwriter, like Joni Mitchell. And yeah. this John Peters says to you, Barbara, you should go write a song. Because really, that wasn't your thing. And you, went, you, you became enamored with that idea. And then you turn up with this. You wrote this.
6: I wrote the music, yes. I
0: did. Unbelievable. But you don't write music. In other words, what would you do, hum into a tape recorder or something?
6: Yeah, yeah. Except first of all, I wanted her to be a guitar player, songwriter, singer, like right. Joni Mitchell. So I learned how to play the guitar.
0: Now it was fun to fool around with it. You Did know? you cut your nails when you had to learn to play the guitar? One hand. That must have looked strange.
6: Only one hand. You know, the hand that has to hold the yeah. frets. But I could play the strings with my long nails
0: when you decide to write a song and you probably yeah. never knew you could write a song you, you know you never considered it before you do it and you have this song which is a huge hit Did, <laughs> why didn't that inspire you just start writing immediately
6: because I was everything. doing other things, I was doing, first of all I did I did write a first song called Ma Première Chanson, which means for my French album, uh, and it's just the and um, I did write a song before, and I did write melodies here and there, you know, that were sometimes my uh, arrangers would arrange them for me and play them with an orchestra. But this, I really
0: had to. You're getting distracted by your own voice, right? You like listening to this.
6: It's No, it's the music. (laughs) The music. That's why.
0: How much of a struggle was this for you to write? In other words, now you're given the assignment, go write a song, go be Joni Mitchell. Right. Does it come to you immediately or is it a struggle? Well,
6: it's not a, it's a fun thing to do. And, you know, my family at the time with two boys, John's yeah. son and my son, just kept yelling, you know, stop playing that song again. You know, stop. You know, I was playing it over and over and over and just trying to find the chords. And um I played it for one friend of mine and they said, oh, that's nice. But then when I played it for Marty, he said it's going to be number one january 15th something like that very specific i said what what are you talking about and marty's not a musician but he says if i can remember the melody it's going to be a hit and he said that about the way we were and he said it about this song i said and it, be, it became number one he was a week off january something
0: but isn't that incredible it it must have blown your mind that that's incredible but it's incredible that you said you know after movies and 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 a singing career and all all of Mm -hmm. a sudden you try writing a song Right. and this i mean what a life it really the book is remarkable because i'm like man i don't know if there's any other performers had this kind of success i don't think so well
6: well, the thing is that when I'm in, when I'm making records, I'm always hearing string lines, and I sing them to the orchestrators. Do you know what I mean? I can't yeah. tell you it's an F sharp with a G minor, but I can sing it to them.
0: How does and that so work? I, in other words, I I, 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 I'm a musician. I'm sitting in a room with you. You just right. uh, you hear in your head "Evergreen." What would you do to me? You'd say, "What would you sing to me?" You would go, "What."
6: Well, I'm not going to sing it. You just play it. No,
0: but I'm saying you go. But I mean, uh, no, I would say I hear a
6: string. Like, let's say the song um, Send in the Clowns. You know, I'll hear a line that should be at that moment on that lyric. And I have to sing it to the arranger and he tells the musicians what to play. You know, I'm always doing that. You read about that. When we uh, when I was shown the song, uh, "The Way We Were," right, it's the same thing, you know. Uh Marvin, whom I adored and Marvin still Hamlish. do, Marvin right. Hamlish, who played the piano for me in Funny Girl in the pit on right. stage. I mean, come on! And he's an eater like me, you know. We talk about food all the time. He went out to get coffee and bring me a donut, but he brought me two donuts. Well, I, you know, he was my Friend. Um, Marvin, uh, when he originally wrote that melody that he played for me, the main line went down the system, you know. Do you know that there's a documentary on the way we were disc that people can no. buy? Yeah and marvin is at the piano playing what he originally wrote and then he said this is how barbara changed it instead of going da 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 i went da 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 which became the song you see what my my earring fell off it's okay it's on the floor. Um." And then
3: you won the Oscar for this. The The
6: song won the
0: Oscar. Yeah, well, I didn't win an Oscar. Well, you did. I mean, you sold the song.
3: Do you? Do you? What? what
0: Do do you have ringing in your ears right now?
6: Oh, now you just made me really hear it loud. Cause that's what yeah, i'm asking you
0: you have people this is something that will blow people's yeah, mind yeah you have yeah, suffered yeah, yeah. since you were young from how do you say it, tinnitus 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 Jeez, what a curse here's a woman who yeah. can sing and hear music and this and that and yet you've got this constant ringing in your ears
6: yeah yeah and i met a man who also has ringing in his ear so that even binds us closer your and husband i tell you i haven't had time to go to a person who, a doctor who could possibly help, even though it's not in your ear, it's it's a connection with the brain. I've just never met anyone who had it at nine years old.
7: Wow. Uh, That's unbelievable. I was
6: 12. Sorry, I was 12.
0: uh the- the, 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 it's, the, that's amazing to me that you've it's suffered a curse from that. in
6: other words yeah. with all the success if you said to me would you what's your choice is to take away all your success and have no ringing in your ears or would you do the opposite i would give anything to lose this ringing in my ears yeah
0: what's it sound like it's like it's like a high-pitched noise I can't,
6: it's like there's a a filter. I hear it more in my left ear than my right ear. But it does make me grouchy.
0: Fuck yeah, I can't even imagine.
6: I don't like to have to think about it. That's why I'm afraid to, I never told anybody about it. Because when I went to school in the fourth grade, to PS 89, they looked in your ears and I thought, oh my God, they're going to see this. You can't see it, and so I never told anybody about it. You know,
0: there's but I had to childhood. write about
6: it in my book. Yeah.
0: Well, there's a book that I would recommend to you, but I'll do it. To, I'll tell you about it sometime off the air. Oh, but, really?
6: Uh, you have tinnitus too?
0: I do not have it, but oh. I, like you, suffered from psychosomatic illness, which I don't even like calling oh, it psychosomatic, I do too. honey. Well, do you, you don't know about Dr. John Sarno. Um, he's a body
6: doctor I read his book
0: it's the same it's the same stuff he writes about tinnitus he writes about um, I I, I knew him very well Wow! and uh, I believe he could have helped you a lot with this
6: I went to him I went to him for my back I didn't know he had anything to do with other things but I have learned to get rid of my psychosomatic illnesses
0: me too, thanks to Dr. John Sarno. And he would he would suggest to you the tinnitus as the same thing as your back pain.
6: Well, William Shatner came. I talked to him on the phone because I read about him having it many, many years ago. And he said the only thing you can do is meditate. And uh, mm. when I when I get anxious now and I do my mantra and I'm quiet, I get rid of those symptoms, those psychosomatic symptoms. Because when I talk about it in the book, I know when I was nine and I had chest pains. We lived in the projects, right? And my mother, I said, Mom, I have these checks, chest pains. And um, she said, it's your fault. You went out without a sweater. So <laughs> she, she put never the fears did anything you. about them.
0: Why do and mothers so, do that? Why do some mothers have to put their fears into their child? Is it because they're afraid they're going to lose them? What the hell is I don't going know. on there?
6: I don't know. But um, as a matter of fact, before that, wait a minute, let me just think about it. I was just thinking of something else. But until I had the nerve, I had to build up the nerve when I was nine to go visit a doctor in the projects. You know, they had one doctor on the ground floor. And I thought, do I really want to fight? Just remind me to talk about my mother and ringing in the ears, okay? Okay. Um, So I built up the nerve to go myself to the doctor. I pressed his button, you know, the bell. And then I saw a sign that said, you know... um, his hours were from something, you know, 9 in the morning to 12, and this was like 3 or 4. Oh, my God, the chest pains went away. You see what I'm saying? That's a psychosomatic in, illness that I caught at 9. I thought, wow, this went away?
0: Well, by I'm shocked. the bell? i'm shocked by how alone you were because even you describe going to the dentist by yourself and making adult yeah. decisions about your teeth when you were a yeah, little girl 13 yeah 13 you'd go to the yeah. dentist your mother wouldn't go with you the dentist would right. say you need this you need that you, you need, need the other four thing.
6: teeth take it out because your baby teeth are still in there i, I mean <laughs> and i, I said no, you can't you're not yeah. going to take four teeth out of me you can take two and i think nature will allow those tooth to grow to grow down right it took two years that i didn't smile for two years people would you know think i was grouchy which i was but um there was nothing i didn't want to show my spaces
0: it is amazing that a mother could be that negligent and you know i think about you as a little girl you must have been a fabulous little girl precocious singing carrying on i want to be an actress who couldn't <laughs> I love to be that a
6: ballet dancer right who wouldn't love I, that i had little girl? i walked around the apartment i got myself i went to work when i was 11 as a babysitter and then 12 in my wonderful surrogate mother muriel choi's apartment upstairs who brought chinese food from her from her restaurant and i watched her two little girls could you imagine entrusting me (laughs) at 12 with a like a five-year-old and a seven-year-old anyway um i adored her and i made money i made a dollar an hour i think it was or 50 cents an hour for babysitting but a dollar as showing people to their seats in the as a cashier in the restaurant and i was able to buy you know my own clothes very early on but what i asked you to remind me of about ringing in the ears
0: yeah your mother
6: the night i came home from from uh, camp when i was 8 when i woke up the next morning i heard clicks in my ears and i told my mother and she gave me a hot water bottle to sleep on you know And in the morning, she never asked me again how my ears were. Unbelievable. And that's what I thought, whoa, you know, I got to take care of myself because there ain't nobody that interested in finding out how I am. Sad, isn't it? But it's sad, but...
0: But what? Why
6: does it have but, to be a but, but? but? Why
0: can't it just be sad?
6: Because what's the point of complaining about it?
0: You're not what's complaining. You're feeling sad about it. And even your psychiatrist said to you, Barbara, you must associate your feelings with what you're talking about. Isn't that true? You say it in your book.
6: You mean the when I when That's right. When when she says, I don't hear the pain in your voice when I was talking about, you know, does she
0: She's she, saying you're um, she's saying you're a good storyteller but you're not associating your your pain with the painful yeah, stories you tell. Yeah, exactly. She
6: couldn't hear it in my voice. Right. And and not until she touched my hand did I was I able to f- really feel it. Let the tears go, let my voice shake. And of course, I used that in Prince of Tides, wrote that as a scene for nick nolte because i knew what touched me well and that's you, that was her touch the you opposite never, of freudian
0: analysis Do you well you I never mean? had a mother who touched you
6: right and i she hugged me i thought oh my god is this what it feels this is this what that would have felt like it feels so warm and Like somebody understands what I'm feeling. That brings tears to my eyes. I'm glad I'm wearing glasses.
0: Um, You know what I'm thinking about? Yeah. Your mother tells you, you don't touch a guy's hand because you'll catch a disease from a guy. Right. And here you are talking about your psychiatrist touching your hand. It's so sad because look how starved you are for any kind of attention or focus. Yeah, or Just the yeah, mere yeah, touch yeah, yeah. of your hand is like, it brings tears to your eyes.
6: That's right, because yeah. Virginia Clinton became another one of my surrogates. Oh, my God.
0: Bill Clinton's mother?
6: Bill Clinton's mother, whom I met at his inauguration, when he said, you know, go with my mother, and she took me by the hand. And my boyfriend at the time, Richard Baskin, took a picture of us from the back. It's amazing what you could see from the back. You could see the whole connection. You could see, you know, she wasn't afraid to take my hand. No. And, you know, when I called her to tell her, you know, Virginia, I decided to sing again in front of people. And it's going to be, this was in May. Can you imagine? And uh, she said, you know, it's going to sing New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. And I'm coming. I'm coming. I said to her, which night would you like to come? I'm going to be singing on a Friday and a Saturday. She said, what? What? I'm going to be there both nights. Wow. I want to be there both nights. My mother chose. She said she chose um, the first night. Yeah. See what I mean? Now when it, came, it. when it came to my that night that night, and Virginia was in my dressing room, and you know with her husband, dear dick um he was wonderful uh they were again like parents to me, you know yeah, sure. um, and I was so nervous. So when I came out my mother didn't come to see me I mean she, well it's okay that yeah I'm not used to people usually being there but um when I came out I looked for my mother and she wasn't there Virginia was there Virginia and Dick were you know there were a lot of celebrities but it I cared about family I I I cared about connection with somebody ho- who I knew loved me. That was Virginia. Um, wow. It's so uh, sad
0: that, that, that all these millions of My people- girlfriend,
6: Joanne Siegel, she said to me, and that's why I put it in the book, she said to me, I saw your mother going out with a girlfriend. And I said, "What? aren't you going to go in? She says, no, I'm going to have dinner. I'm going tomorrow night. You see the difference?
0: Oh, yeah, listen... All you all you wanted was your mother to see you, to hear you, to to, you wanted to be heard by your mother. You wanted someone to focus on you who really mattered. And she couldn't do it. You know, I was actually moved by Elliot Gould when when Mm -hmm. you were first in a relationship with him and he Mm -hmm. got jealous Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, he didn't want you to go on tour. But then he said, go on tour. It was magnanimous of him. He wanted yes, you to succeed. Yes, he was right. a loving guy, Elliot Gould. Right. Uh, I didn't know this about him. I, I thought you portrayed him in the book as a guy who really did care about you. Um, yeah. Y- you know, it, it, it was nice to see. Oh, you know what there is? Uh, th- huh. This is a crazy thought. I I, I had the same experience. What? Your mother. Your mother. You're getting upset because of
6: no, the... No, no. No, no, no. I'm fine. Totally fine.
0: Well, you know, I, I, I hear what yeah, you're well, saying about your mom. I mean, uh, she wasn't there. You know, all those people sitting there loving you, but she can't, and the one person you're looking for is her. Yeah. You know.
6: But I was thrilled that Virginia was there. I was thrilled that she was there, and both nights I dedicated that concert on film to her yeah uh-huh. Coretta King was there that night that was
0: great wow
6: it was it was a wonderful night I remember that anyway
0: well listen there are there are two things I have to bring because I'm keeping here way mm-hmm. too long but but here's the thing um the one thing the two things drove me nuts this guy you said i like the truth that's why i'm writing the book i'm writing this book to set the record straight yeah. and there was this guy in your life this uh barry who was a friend of yours yeah went ahead and told the world that he was your first sexual experience that how he, ridiculous he, yeah I, I was like
6: what who the, the hell heck? gave him the right to lie like that
0: you never had sex with this guy
6: and, never uh, never that one but, i'll tell you no he was my pal we met in a, the show.
0: Um, Did you whatever. ask him? Did you say, "What are you doing"?
6: I've, di- of course, I called him up. Why would you say that? Well, you know, I think he says it was good for the book. Wow! It was. It was. You. Ca- I do not believe in lying.
1: I don't. Except understand. maybe
6: to not hurt somebody's feelings. A little white lie, maybe, but. That's you don't go around and talk about that um, unless it's true.
0: You also say the guy, the first guy you ever did have sex with, it was pretty, Jesus. it was pretty crappy. Because uh, yeah. I, I have a theory on this. You say What's the guy. Theory? Well, I'll tell you, you you are eternally puzzled by why this guy had sex with you, and then the very next day wouldn't talk to you. He acted like it didn't happen. Yeah. He was immature, and when men are that age or they're boys, oh, you please. don't know what you don't know what uh, to do.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and when he did come back to me later, and so did Barry, um, I had didn't want anything to do with him. Right. either one of them. You know, lying and being mean. Mm-mm. No. That's why and, my, you know, when I met my own husband, he liked honesty. He liked my honesty, and he was honest back to me.
0: That's a game changer. Were you shocked by him? I mean, did you, did you hold off a long time? I know he proposed a couple of times to you.
6: Yeah, um, a few times.
0: Because, you, because you're mistrustful of him. I was afraid event.
6: of marriage, you know?
0: Yeah. But also, but, your whole philosophy in mm-hmm, the book is mm-hmm. that, like, men either leave you, or Die? betray you yeah well i mean this is you know you had a real bad yeah, opinion of yeah. men i mean he helped change that right
6: yeah totally totally yeah
0: yeah i love no, i I'm... love that song i don't want to miss a thing is based on your husband can you believe it that's He story. said
6: that to me and i repeated it on tv with barbara walter i mean what a thing to say
0: it's the most romantic he, thing I've ever heard. I, I know. He says to you, Barbara, I yeah, don't want to go both to sleep. In a
6: spoon. We're spooning. <laughs> we're, you know, we've done our bits, whatever. And I'm about to fall asleep. And he says that to me. What do you
0: say exactly?
6: I don't want to fall asleep because then I'll miss you. Oh, my Holy God. mackerel. Okay. Yes, I'll marry you. <laughs>
0: That's how this song got written. That's right. Diane that Warren
6: crazy? was watching, she told me. Wrote it down. It was a powerful line,
0: right? Man, unbelievable. Oh, before you it's came on this morning, I yeah. had to say, uh, this guy, Jamie Foxx, what a talent this guy is. I This duet you did with Jamie yeah. Foxx. I mean, this you is a guy... climb every mountain, yeah. Well, he kind of reminds me of you. This guy can do almost everything. You know, he can do hit movies. He can do <laughs> yeah, impressions. he's so talented, he can, yeah. But I'm shocked by the level of singing. Were you shocked by uh, how well he sang with you?
6: Uh, yeah. yeah. No, but everybody, I, I... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, listen to that. Gorgeous voice and a beautiful person. Just... But he played Ray Charles Yeah,
0: that's true Two of you together are great Yeah,
6: that was And the big ending Where the two of us are up there Oh yeah, he's a doll Follow
0: Oh, there's so much in this book, Barbara. I, I wish you so much luck with it. I, I tell you, it's fantastic. There's so much. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm like touching the surface. I wanted to talk to, to you about. You don't bring me flowers. How this disc jockey decided to, Isn't to bring that you to great. What a story! There's I such mean, great the stories.
6: Wrote the lyrics. Neil Diamond wrote the music. We each did our own singles. And this guy who was going through a divorce. You know, he was experiencing that song, those words. He put it together. Now, again, how did it happen to be that we were singing in the same key? That's very unusual. Right. Again, it was meant to be.
0: So, in other words, this guy going through a divorce, here's your version, here's Neil Diamonds, puts it together Mm -hmm. and you guys hear it and it's starting to become sort of a hit and you go, let's (laughs) go in his studio and record together. Right, 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 right. Exactly. And didn't Neil and didn't Neil Diamond also go to your high school?
6: He was a grade ahead of me. He was older Jeez. than me, but we were I think we were both in the choral club. You know, I was in the soprano part, I think, and he was in the the men's section, Jeez. you know. But um, isn't that funny that we went to the same high school? Unbelievable. All the things you taught me. I
3: learned.
6: You see I learned
3: how to cry.
0: Pretty great.
6: Again see people weren't when I was doing my directing shtick, it's like people weren't ready for women to do this. Now it's so different. Um, I'm so happy for women who have taken the reins and you know. Dare to do things that people were not so thrilled with years ago. When I came to do that song, I came and uh, there were three stools on the set one with flowers in the middle and the other two seats for Neil and I to sing on. And I said, and this was so 1986 or something like that? I'm not sure, it was a long time ago and i said you know i have an idea i think that it would be great if i came from one side of the stage neil from the other and the whole point is no no stools here you know that we're coming together as we get closer to the feelings and uh, i took neil downstairs and talk to him about make believe you know like doing a a scene from a film you know we've been married 20 years and it's getting old and we think we should separate but who knows anyway who knows what people thought those were those stories coming out like you know she's taking over nowadays it's not like that i mean women are respected i think much more than they ever were do you see what I mean? But it was you're like you're saying, who, "Who does she think she is?" Maybe you're saying
0: the, the yeah. mere suggestion from a woman. Yeah. Neil, why don't you come in from this side? I'll come in from here. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. You should shut up. Let the man decide, or someone else decide. In other words, it was. Wait a minute! Wait, wait. that no part words,
6: where you should shut up. No, no I'm very I'm saying, nice.
0: No, no, no. I'm saying.
6: I just think this is a way to do it. Not. I. Th- this would feel very awkward to be you know, in the same position. I think that we have to come together in some way. So why not? You know I'm saying
0: you weren't yeah. allowed to even make suggestions. Therefore, you back in the day, you would be considered a pushy or aggressive woman because right. you were merely right. merely giving your thoughts. Right. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Things have changed. We've Things seen some have improvement. Changed, and I'm yeah. so
6: happy for women. Yeah. I'm so happy. You know, I was uh, I did get a, a nod from the golden globes i think it was for best director for Yentl. i was shocked right. totally shocked but i figured because they were foreign people not american that's why they must have picked me do you see what i mean yeah um but it took a long time after that for a woman to get the academy award you know
0: yeah, you've seen a lot of change in your life, but probably not enough. I mean, uh, do this, you uh,
4: find Barbara the support of women now? When you you know you said when you were first doing that press on the set of Funny Girl, even these women reporters weren't supportive of you. Do you find that you get support from women now?
6: Uh oh oh yeah yeah yeah. On just the few radio shows I've just done. Um but in those days early on when I first did Yentel no. Mm. Oh, not at all. But um you know, I've been writing this book for ten years, so I don't
0: Unbelievable. I never
6: I had mean, any any uh interviews or anything like that
0: it's a great book and uh there's some great references to like just little side references that dustin hoffman when he was starting out was the janitor at uh yeah. you know i mean just those little references about people and before yeah, they became see, famous the
6: afi when i was honored by the afi Dustin was one of the wonderful people who got up and spoke and he said, you know, I was the janitor and so was she. And I yelled out, no, that's not the truth. I was the babysitter (laughs) to pay for the glasses, you know, the glasses. (laughs) I wasn't the janitor. I just love the truth. (laughs) <laughs> so whenever and you know I see Dustin, and I have seen him since, I said, "You told a lie," you know.
0: You can tell the book took ten years, and there's great yeah. little references, like you were on the same bill with Woody Allen, and the two of you never really even met. Like that's so right. weird. That's such a show business thing. Like you're, both, you know, you're both on the same bill, and yet you don't even really know each other. It's
6: right, crazy. Because I went into my, you know, we didn't even have a trailer. We had a dressing room or some little closet. And I would read or something like that. I just never
0: socialized. And neither did he. (laughs) It was funny. Was he amazingly funny? Would you ever go watch his set?
6: I never did. I used to watch the... uh... I did watch people sometimes, but very rarely. You know?
0: Yeah, you're caught up in your own thing, right.
6: When I read the first script of the movie Funny Girl... There was a scene in it by a male writer. They, f- they fired the female writer who wrote, Isabel Leonard, who wrote Funny Girl, the play, wrote My Man, a script for the movie first when I was 11 years old. Um, the, uh, wait, what was I just talking about? Now I'm thinking about how much time is left and blah, blah, blah. Oh,
0: blah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, listen, um, I've kept you a long time, I feel i really it was don't
6: a, more than an hour and a half
0: really? we went uh let's see what 11, did i just 11. say Can two and a half hours two no. and a half hours yeah this
6: is two and a half hours
0: yes. yes this was two and a half hours so this, you could
6: uh, edit it oh because you're no, you're wonderful to... to talk to thank you so it's easy it's easy well, i'm not looking at a watch but i'm not wearing a watch what, I too the, have... what was i just talking about but my mind started to wander and i lost track of what i was just about to tell you um Yes, we
0: talk about Woody Leonard, Allen. Writing, and we were talking the female writer on right, a Funny so Girl. A liar, when I yeah. when
6: they hired somebody for the movie that wasn't Willie Weiler, I wanted a dramatic director, but he had he wrote a script not with this writer, male writer, uh, that was about. Um, where Fanny Bryce was watching all the other acts to learn from them, learning her craft it was called, you know, this segment. And I try to say to him originals don't stand in the wings and and watch other people.
0: Right.
1: You
6: see what I'm saying?
7: Yeah. In other no, words, you're right.
6: Uh no, I didn't um i didn't ever watch i just was busy reading my thing thinking about what i'm going to sing for the next set or whatever
0: yeah, I get that. So, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's an amazing life, an amazing career. There's some, I mean, I love that your mother, I don't love it. My mother did this to me too. She would give, um, <laughs> my mother would give me tonics. I was a skinny kid. Tonics? My mother, me too. Yeah, I know. Oh my and I read God. I read it in the book and I, I put this thing oh, off for a God, second those and tonics. I went. Uh, tonics. Fucking tonics yeah, to make sent you fat. I to
6: a health camp. Wow. You know, because I was anemic. <laughs> today i wish i was a little anemic you know what i mean Right, I me too. To eat. as a matter of fact how could we go this long without eating
0: i know in really? fact
6: i mean i can't wait to like eat after this but it was very nice talking to you howard
0: really nice talking to you yeah. there's a lot i could have gotten to but you know what we'll leave it at mm-hmm. that i know yeah. it's i've kept you too long the book is called my name is barbara and it's available wherever books are sold. Uh, here, Barbara on SiriusXM's The Blend, of course, Channel 16. And, uh, uh, who, who are you saying hi to? Hi. Oh, oh hi. just
6: taking a look at oh, the... Oh, you take, a look, take yeah. a
0: look at us, yeah.
6: Do you ever Listen, take off your glasses?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I wear these glasses, uh, I'm trying to hide my face, honestly. That's, uh, what I'm trying to do. Well, anyway.
6: Yeah, I didn't particularly like the lighting on one of the shows I did, so. I'm wearing that, too.
0: I think you'll like the lighting on this. I think you look terrific. Um, Thank you so much. We didn't get to, but uh,
6: like what? Just give me the headings.
0: Okay, I wanted to talk to you about Prince Charles, the musician Prince, Queen Elizabeth, and the gloves uh princess diana jfk performing for him jackie o tanning with oil back in the day when we didn't know better (laughs) um uh you want me to keep how you love to get your teeth cleaned and i do too yeah yeah Yeah, I i
6: don't like anything else but cleaning but you know don't get me wrong i hate going to the dentist unless it's for a cleaning which Me I go to
0: do every 3 months. Me too the but, sensation um, is good. That is Are you very l- funny. W- Are you available tomorrow? We'll continue. Uh, <laughs> no way. N- no, no way. That's it. That's it, huh? No Look, way
6: Jose cuz I can't wait to like wash my face.
0: I want to say this too. Get back into
6: bed with my husband.
0: Well, if, if I if I had your husband, I'd be crawling back into bed with him myself. <laughs>
6: That's right. You know, and the, the guy uh, has to be sharp, funny, and, the, and beautiful.
0: <laughs> and the other big topic I want to talk to you about you and the stock market and your genius for uh, picking stocks. But we didn't get to it because uh, oh, yeah, well, yeah. two and a half yeah. hours is enough. But well, I want to thank know, when you. I
6: read about the the um, what's the uh, what's the pill for men
0: um oh viagra viagra when
6: i read about that i thought ah men are gonna like this who's the company that makes it i bought the stock it's just as simple as that do you You see what i mean
0: you have that ability you make money in the stock market
6: until um well no Uh no, yeah what happened donna donna karen says to me let me give you money would you trade for me? And I said, No, no, no. It's our friendship is—it—it it destroyed our friendship. I finally said, I'll do it if you're willing to lose all the money you give me.
3: <laughs> all right. You,
6: and she was very. She had a good deal with selling her company, so I knew she'd be fine. Right. And she said, Yes, absolutely. But it—it it did hurt our friendship because a week that I didn't make the the. Um, you know, the um pro- the no, what's the word I'm looking for? The prophet. The prophet The Prophet. Prophet, yeah. yeah. The yeah. week see I'm getting tired. My brain wants yeah, to go yeah, back yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um the week I, I didn't call her. You know, and I right. kept thinking, gee, the week I did make a big profit, I thought, why didn't she send me flowers? <laughs> right what i mean it didn't work yeah anyway well, we were going to use the extra money to to uh rent boats because we both like boats oh really but um boats. finally i, I have to say you know i'd rather have your friendship than make any money right.
0: from you no that's so, too much pressure that's too, it's much, too pressure.
6: much pressure yeah. yeah yeah now i
0: had this whole thing i was going to do with you where like i know how hard you work on a movie role And I was Mm -hmm. going to say to you, don't you get super fucking annoyed with lazy actors who don't put any energy into something when you're a director? You must go out of your mind. But think about that. And then the next time we see each other, you'll answer it.
6: Okay, but I want to see the closet. The closet is my main. Yes,
0: we'll get together one day. Okay. listen, I want to thank Thank you you for everybody
6: who was here early in the morning.
0: Thank you for giving me. Let me thank you. Thank -hmm. you for giving me your time. It's a big deal to have Barbara Streisand anywhere you know so to, for you to give me this kind of time
6: oh that's so sweet. i love you As for that you say my name right you say it with the soft s
0: i practice barbara
6: streisand not Robert, really barbara streisand barbara yeah, streisand that... how famous can i be i always said that if people mispronounce <laughs> my name they don't say judy garland
0: I practiced. You know what I mean? Because say, I know you, you would have walked it? Yeah, fuck yeah. Because oh, I heard good. you called up Tim that's Cook good. and started telling him Siri doesn't say my name well,
6: right. Yeah, because I heard it, you know, on a friend's phone. And I said, oh, my God, Siri is so powerful. We talked to Siri all day. Yeah. Get me this, get me that. I'm trying to find, I play Wordle, you know, New York Times game at night you any good and somebody at somebody said to me do you play i'm good at wordle yeah wow, but yeah. do you play connections i says what's connections i never heard of it you just say my husband does it all the time he says you just ask siri siri uh, what's connections on the new york times you know a game yeah. and there it comes although i couldn't understand the explanation <laughs> so i still have to figure it out but that's life we have more to figure out
0: right isn't that great we're always yeah. learning well, thank
6: you so much. I'll thank see you in East Hampton someday.
0: One He's of these tam- days. Done. Let's, let's hope we do. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Do and thank the God.
4: Interview from the closet. That's the great, that's what you two need to do.
0: Next interview
4: in the closet. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't be, uh, angry with me that I kept you so long because, uh, you're fascinating. Well, you woman. made it.
6: I, I believe me. You know, when I was doing 20 minute interviews, I thought, Jesus Christ, this is long.
0: <laughs> got to get out of here. So
6: you make it happen. You make it happen because oh, you're good. easy to talk to.
0: Oh, Barbara, okay? thanks for the, the millions of hours of entertainment. Uh, and My thanks pleasure. for being such a great performer and, and so open oh, with me. you're so sweet. Thank and, you. And uh, sending you much love. All right. And thank what you. What
4: a pleasure. Back. Pleasure to meet to you. you and to oh, hear your amazing is that, is that Robin? story.
0: That's Robin. Oh, is that
4: Robin? To-
6: Hi, yeah. Robin. Hi there. Uh, oh, I didn't get I've to just see been you
4: so fascinated with all of your stories and the oh, things that God, you've done in good. your life that's it's incredible you
0: and know, barbara let's let's yeah. yes go ahead i'm sorry
6: no it's like when we're in the car which is very rarely you know i have either msnbc on or you
0: nice really we that's don't, fantastic we don't play music <laughs> i love that by the way uh yeah. I'll, I'll leave you with this yeah walter Matthau is a prick How's that? Oh. You like that? Totally. You like it. Totally, Read the book if you I, want to know what I'm I talking about.
6: I love his wife. I loved his wife. She's gone, but she was a great friend. Night okay. Again. All right. Listen. By Go old. eat your
0: uh, breakfast, I guess oh, it is. I'm or...
6: having everything fattening.
0: What do you have? <laughs> what are you oh, going to eat? I will
6: have, I will have bagels, croissant. I will Look have you. everything that I shouldn't have. A friend of mine baked some kind of cookie and then I'm, I, Didn't have, well, I did have three of them yesterday, but I'm going to have the rest now.
0: All gluten. Careful with that. All right. I know. Uh,
6: I know. In Italy, you (laughs) never gain weight because they don't use gluten.
0: No gluten. I'm gluten-free. When we see
6: each other in the closet, please have something (laughs) to eat.
0: No gluten. (laughs) You will. You you will. All right. Okay. Go ahead. uh, Bye. Bye. The book is called My Name is Barbara. It's available wherever books are sold. Here, Barbara, on SiriusXM, The Blend. Uh, the woman's done it all, and I'll tell you what, How I love the amazing. book. amazing.
4: That was a wonderful, wonderful interview. And well. she was so giving and forthcoming. That was so much fun to listen to.
0: What a career. Jesus. I mean, it's pretty mind-blowing what she's done.
4: It's incredible. Even those coincidences she would talk about, like they were singing the song in the same key. And so they did it together after this DJ put them together. Or, you know, the happy days are here again. Because I love her rendition of happy days are here again. Because it is so, like it's a happy song, but it's so poignant and sad when she sings it.
0: Robin, uh, you uh, are mentioning some important things, but you failed to mention...